What's up, everybody? This is Inside the North Side, episode three. All right. I never thought I would get this far. I thought I would be done by, like, the second episode. But here I am, staying strong. We have a couple of guests with us today. I have my girlfriend here, Stephanie, as always. And we have Samantha back. And we have her twin brother, Alfay, on the show. Say what's up, guys. Hello? Oh, we can barely hear you. You, you sound like you're in a jack-in-the-box drive-thru. Hello? Okay, that's a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, because... Okay, we're trying to see if put you guys on the Bluetooth speaker because you're really low, but that didn't work out, so it's actually the regular cell phone. It's fine. Okay. Yeah... Uh, I was like, I heard you on you were like, <laughs> I was like, oh, great. It's on, it's checking a box. <laughs> Anyways, um, I was just saying that uh, glad to have you back on the show, Sam. And we're also excited to have your brother, your twin brother on the show. Very excited to have you guys back on. It's it's great. Um, so, uh, first question of the night: How are y'all doing? Right. It's been a while since I've seen y'all. No, it's been a while since I talked to Sam last. So, how have y'all been? You can you can go ahead and start. Uh, I've been pretty good. I mean, it's just I'm kind of enjoying my summer. Um, all for work right now. Still getting paid though, so that's so we're all good. And hey. just trying to occupy my time. Just trying to be productive at the house, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm good. Got to be productive while we're in this crazy quarantine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good to hear. Good to hear. And Samantha, how about yeah. you? I, I don't know if I talked to you guys, uh, if I was without a job last time I talked to you, but I was able to secure a job in July. All right. So hey. I'm back at work. Awesome. I know, yay! <laughs> so it was, it was really cool. It was like my first buy, pretty much. So the first, uh, the first company that wanted to interview me, that we did a phone screen interview, and then they liked me, so they hired me, and I've been there almost, um, almost a month. So it was great. Nice. I'm making money. Nice making oh, that money, money. Awesome. I'm pretty awesome. happy. He's back. That I'm working again. He was a little scared there for a minute, oh, yeah. wondering how he eat every night he's like what am i gonna do mom i'm hungry i know he's like mom are we gonna starve to death and i have to tell him no baby that's funny and yeah so i'm back in business that's good i'm glad you got a a job back you got your job we got a job yeah. so we all yeah we're all uh, yeah. go ahead go ahead what about you guys? Jeff, oh. how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm moving back to my parents' house, so I'm in the process of packing and cleaning, and it's a lot. Even though I don't have a lot, it's a lot still. Yeah, just like, for sure. I'm like, if I don't even need it, I'm throwing it or donating it. So, you know, I'm trying to keep my, my load light. 
But I mean, I'm doing good. Other than that, I mean, just like Alfie, just trying to like make progress, really. Even though it's like so hard yeah. to do. I mean, because with the the situation everyone's in, it's like like every day you wake up, you're like, oh my god, another day of this. But I mean, you gotta take it how it comes, I guess. I mean. It's already almost the end of August, and it feels like these four months have just been, like, two weeks. Okay, can I say something real quick? July flew by. Like It always does, it was it went super fast. No, it was, like, super crazy fast this year. Like, I remember it was July 1st, and then, boom, we're in August. It was, yeah. for me, it went by so fast. Same here, because, I mean, I've been working, and... I look up and it's already August. Was it August third, August tenth, whatever, whatever date it is? It's it's crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> We're in September. Crazy. I'm just kidding. It's going to be in two weeks. Yeah, that's insane. I'm just ready to get this year over with. Like as bad as that sounds, I just want to like push through and get to the other side. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what we're all trying to do. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> <laughs> I second that. Honestly, um, there's no, I mean, there's just nothing that we can do. So, yeah, we just got to ride it out. Um, I don't know. I'm just ready for things to be back to normal, but I don't think there is going to be a normal. I know, right? Like, no, I mean, I mean, it's been kind of set in stone already where they canceled a lot of things. So it's like, yeah, you know, all that stuff that's going to happen later in the year it's not gonna happen so you're just not gonna have nothing this year <laughs> yeah honestly i i always look forward to my trip to florida in october and then uh you know universal announced that they were canceling halloween horror night and so that was uh that was not good news That's but my friend bummer. erica and i yeah, yeah, it's something that I've been doing since 2017, so I was hoping to do it every year. Mm-hmm. And then this year, it was like their 30th anniversary doing it, so I think they were just supposed to go all out. There was rumors that there was going to be like a Billy Eyelash house, like a haunted house, Beetlejuice house, like all kinds of uh, really cool houses this year, and then they had to cancel it, so. Boo. Yeah, I so do. You, do you think they'll make it better next year? Because I'm, this year. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on how next year's going to be. Because, I mean, if they're crazy about this now, they might be all overprotective parent on this next year. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's just kind of hard to, because pretty much Halloween Horror Nights are just waiting in line all night. So it's really hard to keep your distance, mm-hmm. you know, like oh. six feet distance in line. And then going into a house where the air is being circulated by thousands and thousands of people. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, honestly. Who knows? I mean, um, I actually saw a video about a month ago. This guy went to Universal when it opened up again, and it looked pretty dead. I mean, there was people there, but it wasn't as packed as you usually see it, like in the commercials or when you actually go. It was kind of like, it was like five people over here, ten people over there, stand in line. Some of the rides were closed. Uh, the majority of food was closed. You could have to like go to certain places, and even then, they have certain times. And, Is that even worth going? Like, I mean, he went to try it out, and I mean, he at least he went. They were selling masks and stuff like that too, so he bought one. He was like, "This is like a reminder of this certain weird time we were in." You know, it's weird. And I still came out to Disney. <laughs> Disney has Disney opened yet? 
I don't think they have. Yeah, it's open. Uh, one of my friends on Instagram, she actually just went with her family. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. And she posted pictures, and then and in the um, in the caption, she said it's probably the deadest she's ever seen it. And they're doing really, really, they're doing a really good job cleaning everything. There's like the crowds are really awesome. She's able to do pretty much everything because wow. nobody's going. Yeah. So that's kind of good to hear because also my boyfriend travels for work a lot and he flies to Florida every every couple of weeks or whatever. And he sees big families on the flights all dressed in their Disney gear, ready to go to Disney. So he was telling me. Man, so people are still trying to go to Disney? Yeah, they're not, they will not skimp out on their trip to Magic Kingdom. They're like no. down for the cause. Yeah, and it's just like they're willing to die for Mickey Mouse. Wow. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's probably the tickets are pretty pretty cheap than what they usually are, so, so they're probably trying to take that advantage. Yeah, so and the hotels the, too, and yeah, everything. The flights and the stay and everything. I mean, nobody's really going to Orlando, really. So, so yeah. Did she say like if the whole park was open, like is everything open, or is she limited to certain things, or? Um, she didn't say anything in the in the caption that kind of oh okay that described that, but. She took pictures for family. Everybody, she said everyone's wearing masks and everyone's mm. cleaning behind everybody. So she said that they're doing a really good job of keeping everything clean. Yeah, that sounds yeah. worth it. And, and, and really, I mean, even before then, Disney World's super clean anyways. They they clean, like, all the time. So with like this, Bucky's? they're probably, yeah, they're like Bucky's, but they're probably, like, ten times more now cleaning everything. They're, they're like Bucky's? <laughs> Bucky's is clean. <laughs> if no, if uh, yeah. any no, of you listen... I can't even walk to a stall without somebody coming behind me with a mop and a bucket, like or someone yeah. in front of me. <laughs> and I really appreciate how low the stalls are, so you can, if you have to poop, you can because you're practically in a closet and it's okay. It's not embarrassing. I mean, oh, yeah, I know I I actually like that because it's like I don't like having that space and I feel like somebody's gonna look down and be like, "Is somebody in there?" Oh my god, I started choking. Yes. I. <laughs> That, I mean, if you're gonna go, if yeah. you're gonna take a shit somewhere, that's where you're gonna go to Bucky's. It's like I gotta drive thirty minutes to Bucky's because I'm taking a shit like, there. Yeah, I'm not a public pooper, but that I would totally break that rule. I, I don't even go in my house. I just go to Bucky's. <laughs> like, hey, bro, can I use your restroom? Oh yeah, we gotta go to Bucky's for that. So you take like a forty-five minute drive all the way to Katie to just to drop some bombs. <laughs> I mean, good, man. It's a bit. Let's drive all the way out to Kima, right? There's one out in Kima. Some beaver nuggets. There you go. Beaver nuggets for oh, beaver nuggets. You gotta get a pork uh, pork brisket sandwich on the way out too. Oh my god! Yeah, well, for um for all my listeners out there that aren't from Texas or even from the United States, uh, we have this gas station mega chain in here in Texas called Bucky's. And it is pretty much like heaven. Heaven. It's pretty much you walk in and it's like, oh, everything's there. You got candy, uh, salsa. You have chips. You have soda. You have brisket sandwiches. You have merchandise. You have home decor. You have everything. It's, Bucky boxers. It's better than Walmart. Sh- Bucky nail shit. I mean, you can get anything there. Oh, at Bucky's. Oh. There's Bucky lip gloss. <laughs> Oh, it's better than the Galleria. That's the type of comparison you get. <laughs> yes. Galleria of Gasses. Galleria yes, Bucky's. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah. And not to mention, like, the car wash and stuff like that. And then there's, like, a billion, like, gas station stalls. 
So like yeah. you don't even have to wait. Yeah. Just like pull in. Yeah. They have like the cheapest like bags of ice anywhere. I'm like, dang, I should have bought ice when I was here. And drinks too. You can get like the sixty four ounce for like seventy nine cents. Oh my gosh, they're trying to give you guys. I mean, I mean, you, go big, go home. I mean, that's how we do it here in Texas. And not so. to mention the restaurants are really clean. I actually went to, I went out of town actually a couple of weeks ago. I went to San Marcos to go visit my uh, my family. And I stopped at Bucky's and I never had their breakfast before. And me and Steph had actually watched this video of this guy who was traveling to San Antonio and um, he was like, I'm going to have Bucky's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So we literally sat there for like 25 minutes watching this guy eat certain foods. And I was like, I need to try that. We need to try that when we go to Bucky's next time. And he was like, like the easiest challenge ever. <laughs> easy challenge. Easy. But like easy so much stuff, it's like you have bacon, egg, and cheese. You got brisket tacos. You got all this stuff. You have chicken tenders you have all, it, it's it's endless so like he i don't know i enjoyed the video because a lot of those things i had never tried but he dude he got like a brisket sandwich he got yeah tacos and he got he ordered the hot dog he ordered like four things and ate it all and then he got dessert he got like key lime pie and like snacks on top of that for every meal he ordered like five like actual main items i was like oh my god He's and then you, you didn't even talk about the breakfast they, they got a the rhino taco yeah and I, I think they have a monster burrito. something like that they have a burrito yeah. i i think you have, might yeah, have they, to order have bre- it but it's pretty good i tried the yeah. the brisket taco i was like hmm not the bad next, bad next time we go i'm not gonna just go because they usually just get like a choppy sandwich and then some like warm cashews or whatever but I think I'm going to actually order from, like, the computer and get, like, an actual, like, I don't know, like, the monster burrito. An actual entree? Yeah. Or, like, I want to try the hot dog, too. The hot dog looked good. It was, like, an actual they, sausage. They, bakery. they got a bakery in there, too. Yeah, they're making all sorts of stuff. And they got the cheese. They have, like, a cheese gallery, a beef jerky gallery. It's insane. Yeah. They got a nice, and a they nice got, spread in there. They got fudge, too. Fresh, fresh fudge. Yes, according to my email correspondent, Erica, she did just inform me that they do have fudge. The consultant. So, what the? Yeah, it. I haven't tried it, but they had like little, um, they had like the little glass uh, walls. Yeah. And they had the little coolers blowing like cold air on the chocolate so it would, mm. it would stay cool. They had like, what, maybe 10 different variety of fudge? It looked good. I'm not, a, I'm not a fudge fan, but it looked good. No, it's too chocolatey. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's too thick. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. I have to, like, to eat it, like, once every other day or once every week or something like that and make it last for, like, a good two months. Definitely. So, it's too much. Unless you're, like, a chocolate fanatic and you're like, I've got to have all this chocolate right now. Right now. It's chocolate. <laughs> Aren't you guys supposed to be going to San Antonio soon? Or I thought you posted something like that on Facebook. Yesterday. Oh, so what I had posted is like, okay, so backstory for everybody who who's not pretty, I guess not understanding. Um, I had put this comment. Oh, I put the status on Facebook. It was like, so what's there? What's what's there to do in San Antonio? What's fun to do? Because I've always gone to San Antonio. One, 
I never got to do anything fun because I was always with my family. Two, the last time I went, oh, a couple of years I went, um, it was dead. So oh. I, I asked, like, so what, what the hell is there to do in San Antonio other than, like, go to, like, SeaWorld and Fiesta, Texas and Alamo and stuff like that? You know, it's like, I don't want to see the Alamo again for, like, the 40th time. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. there's like a website. So Houston has one that's like 365 things to do in Houston. Mm-hmm. And instead of listing like NASA and everything, they give you information on like concerts. Well, when concerts were happening, concerts, bingo in the park, museum exhibits, stuff like that. You might be able to see if there's one for San Antonio. So you can actually not be like a tourist, yeah. but be someone, you know what I mean? Kind of like a local. Yeah. Like, Maybe there might be something like that because I've only been to San Antonio twice. And the first time was actually with Steph and her family. We went to Fiesta and it was a person for someone who has social anxiety and crowds stress them out. It was a nightmare. Like I liked Steph, but that was awful for my anxiety. I was uh, dying inside. There's too many people. But the second time I went, it was, it was pretty cool. We did the river walk. We did one of those little boats. Um, I think I've been three times, and then the third time I went to the Alamo, and then I had never been to the Alamo before, so that was kind of nice. But I only did like quick weekend trips, so I didn't mm-hmm. need to like stay and try to explore. Yeah, yeah. shout out to the Alamo. Alamo. So, yeah, shout out. To- Remember the Alamo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that that sound bite. I wish I had that sound bite, but no. Um, yeah, actually, I have family that live there though. I have uh, my my mom's side of the family. I have cousins. I have aunts, and they live in San Antonio. And like, I would expect some of them to be like, "Oh, you have this, and you have this," and it's like, "Nope, we 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 ain't got nothing." <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. I know the only thing I've done I've done the Riverwalk. I've done the Alamo. I've done the um, the Wax Museum. Um, I went to the mall they have. I guess by the Riverwalk, it was okay. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, then there's like Fiesta Texas and then SeaWorld, and then that's it. And I was like, there's got to be more because I know oh, I, Senate, love I love Fiesta Texas. I was supposed to go actually in March because I was going to go to Fiesta Texas and then drive about 45 minutes to um, oh, an hour to Austin because I was going to stay in Austin. And I was going to visit my family and I was going to hang out. And I was actually going to do an episode out there in Austin. But Corona shut it down. So I, so I, I think supposedly it's. I know. Well, Corona's a bitch. I don't know. Corona ruined everything this year. I didn't even get to celebrate my 30th birthday. Yes, I had a homegirl too in Florida. Shout out to Monet. <laughs> Happy birthday, girl. <laughs> she didn't get to celebrate her 30th either. The worst. The worst. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's got to suck for a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this and this and this for my birthday. And then it's like, nope, you're going to be stuck inside. So get yeah, to drinking. But, right. And that's just what we've all been doing this quarantine. So it doesn't feel that special for your birthday. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can, I don't know if we can still call it a quarantine. I mean, we're kind of like, everyone's kind of doing their thing again, but it's just limited to yeah. certain things. I think everyone is now self-quarantined because it's like, we really don't want to go anywhere at this point. 
Yeah, technically it's supposed to still be quarantine, but um, yeah, like Yuli says, everyone's kind of just doing their own thing. If Abbott, if the freaking, uh, what is it, the governor, I guess, Professor, Abbott, is that what he is? Professor X, yeah, um, he's our governor. Yeah, <laughs> if he wouldn't have opened up Texas, I think everyone would have been chilling, you know, I, I don't think the numbers would have shot up and, and we would have taken it a little bit more seriously like other countries Maybe yeah. so, but I also kind of believe, I mean, we're kind of stubborn here in Texas, so it's kind of like, well, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So even regardlessly, if he closed it, people would still find ways to do what they wanted to do. And, I mean, regard, I, to me, in my opinion, I think if he closed it or opened it, I think the results would have still been the same because you know how people here, they're yeah, like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So it's just, I, yeah. it's just the fact that nobody was, people, people were still continuing to, not really go out, but um, go to social gatherings, whether it would be with family or close friends, and they weren't protecting themselves with masks or anything like that. That's what I think is the real issue. Because, I mean, when when everything was open and people were already not going out, and when they did open back up um, and we were allowed to go out, there wasn't too many people actually wearing masks at all. Like, we went to Barbarella, and there was, like, a literally maybe 10 people to 15 people that weren't wearing a mask. And I was like, yeah. well, that's because they, they tell them, Oh, you have to, you have to enter in with the mask, but you don't have to wear it while regardless, you're in here. Regardless. I mean, that's what they should have. I think that's what a lot of people should have just people insinuated that, Hey, look, you have to have one to enter, but you also need to keep it on while you're in here. Yeah. I didn't like, I mean, you know, whatever teach their own, but I think that was a big, a big factor in the fact that it just spread more. I mean, because, you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with going out if you're going to go to a friend's house or a family member that you haven't seen in a while or if you're going to go to a bar or a club or whatever. There's nothing wrong with doing that as long as you're being with, responsible, you know, with yourself and right. for other people as well, yeah. which is, you know, we went yeah, out yeah. When, when everything first opened. Like we had a date night. We went to Neil's. We went to the secret <laughs> group. Yeah. And we went to Barbarella and like we hit up three spots and everything was like. It was good. Like there was nobody out. And there was ample parking. There was no wait for drinks. Oh. Everything was like a breeze because there was nobody out. But you know, still there was those couple of few that were not wearing a mask, and you're just kind of like, Ugh. yeah. We had a run in with this one girl. Um, she was already drunk, and of course, you know, oh. when certain people get drunk, they start acting a fool, and then they start complimenting people like, "I like your hair." Oh my god! So I was in the. <laughs> I went to the restroom and I was already drying my hands. And of course I have my mask on the whole time. Like I never took my mask off unless I was drinking. And if I was drinking, me and Yuli were like a good 20 feet away from anybody. So we were fine. But I went to the restroom, had my mask on, thank God, because she got in my face and she was like, you are so beautiful. Like in my face. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, thank you. Like, thank you. And then like, she's like, I just had to tell you. And then, like, I walked out, and I went straight to Yuli. I was like, there's this drunk girl that got in my face, and, like, this is what she told me. So maybe a good 45 minutes goes by, and me and Yuli kind of, like, we moved to the upper part of the stage to dance. And she wasn't wearing a mask, and sure enough, she comes up to us again. And she oh tells God. me, she tells me again. And she was, we were on the upper part of the stage, so she was kind of below us, so she wasn't in my really in my face. But she did she walk was in up our to bubble. us. Yeah, and she was like, you're so beautiful. And then, like, she looked at Yuli and she's like, 
she is so gorgeous. Like she just like I'm uh, like okay, which, we which get is it. normal because that that shit happens all the time we go it, there anyway. Yeah, so. it happens a lot when I go there. Like, anyways, not even maybe <laughs> an hour and a half later, she's she's dr- more drunk at this point, and she's not she's not abiding by the rules, and she's not staying in the little squares that they they, they had taped off. There were squares that you could dance in, and then there was like squares that were X'd off where you can't be there. So she was just like dancing wherever she wanted, and they had told her maybe three times already at that point. Hey, more than three times. You know this this area of the dance floor is closed off. You know, go. You know, you have to dance on this side, or you can dance wherever else. Just don't dance where it's X'd off. So she kept moving back and forth kept, and stuff yeah, like that. She was just drunk, and, and then um, finally she came up to the stage where we were, and the bouncer like I barely heard her, but Yuli, I mean him. But Yuli heard him, and I did hear yeah. him yelling at her. Yeah, he got up to the he because he got up to the second level we were, and skinny, skinny white guy, and he's he's. They already told her, "Hey, stay in your circle. You know, stop crisscrossing to different. You know." And she, of course, you when you're drunk, you're intoxicated, you are very stumbly, and you're doing this and that. So it was like the fifth time. It had to be like the fifth time. So the guy runs up there, and all you he has a mask on. And he's like, I've already told you, stay in the fucking uh, fucking square and blah, 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 blah. You're being so damn ignorant. Why aren't you fucking listening? Blah, 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 blah. And he's just going off on her. And she's just like, what did I do wrong? And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think, she, yeah, she was so. Yeah, she, she was, was being stupid. She really. was she was she was gone, bro. So they pretty much had to tell her, hey, look, you got to get out. And whoever else is with you, they got to go because we can't have somebody drunk go you know drive by themselves so they need to have somebody there she had a friend with her but i feel like it took them enough to kick her out well i mean i mean like i said they they had certain sections squared off so yeah. you can stay there they were pretty big but she didn't have a mask on like i said she wasn't following the rules she kept going this and that and they kept telling her please stay in your square they were I will say this, and I'll give them props for this. Barbarella was really, really, really on top of everything. Like they sanitized you when you when you, they checked your temperature, when they were checking your ID. Um, they like gave you hand sanitizer at the door, and then everybody also had to pay at that point. Like they weren't allowing people to come in for free. Just I guess trying to control the the crowd. I guess. Well, trying and, to make some money yeah. back too. And there was a bouncer at the door, and he had you look at like you know social distance, wear your mask when you go to the bar, like don't gather in big groups, and you can't hang out at the bar. Like it's like it was like this little list of things to abide by. And so, sure enough, when we got there, you know, we didn't realize that the the dance floor was taped off in certain areas. So we were dancing, I guess, in the little portion where it was it was marked off. And a bouncer just came up to us and he was like, "Hey, you know, like you got to dance over there. Or just don't dance here where it's xed off." So they were really, really on top of people, and they were, like, making sure that you were doing what you're supposed to, you know, as they should. So by that point, she was just being belligerent, basically, at that point. And Yeah, I mean, all, like I said, like she said, a lot of the places that we went to were really on their game. When we went to Chili's, they had places sectioned off. They had masks. They had... Um, you know, alcohol to wipe your hands with. When we went to the secret group, uh, meals, they had places certain sectioned off. When we went to the secret group, they had the tables kind of placed six feet apart. You know, it was all table service. So a lot of these places, I give them props. You know, they did their, they did their, their, um, what they had to do. They abided by the rules. 
And it really does suck that they had to close, even though, you know, they abided by the rules. It only takes one person to screw up everything. And all these other yeah. bars that were letting people in without masks and, and having the exceeding amount that they should have ruined it for everybody. And it, it really does suck because we go and support local places and it, it really hurts us when it's like, you know, those those are those are Houstonians. Those are people that, you know, this is their business and it, it, it sucks that they can't continue that because somebody messed it up for everybody yeah yeah so i mean it, it, it wasn't that's what really um i guess bothered it really bothersome now i guess because like i said when i talked to sam the last time she was on we talked about the virus and how it affected us it's not just it affect us even now i mean it affected the businesses that we go and we support our local businesses like record shops um restaurants uh clothing places i mean stuff like that it, it really sucks you know breweries and stuff like that because they really depend on the locals to come and you know drink and eat and like stuff the, like that the local markets too like or the little yeah. pop-up markets they used to have we can't i mean obviously we can't enjoy that anymore i mean all they're doing is like pick up pick up service now it's like oh i want to order that and then you go pick it up and that's it you can't go around and look and stay there for a certain for a certain amount of time because then like hey you gotta go which is weird yeah. you know so, so what do you guys think okay so i read this comment online that somebody complained about prices because they're going to pick up their food from a restaurant and they think that the prices should be lower because they're not they're paying for the experience do you agree or disagree they, do you think prices should be lower if we're having to pick up our food from the restaurant and we can't um, sit down. I'll, well, let Steph answer first and then um, I'll answer second. I don't think so. I would disagree. I mean, I would agree that you shouldn't have to tip if that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, that makes but sense. I would, I would disagree to that. I mean, either way, you're, you're driving to the establishment, whether you're going to pick up or sit down and eat at dine in. So it's not really a point of wasting gas or anything like that. And they're still serving you the same amount of food. I mean, there's the only difference to me is that you're going to pick it up, which why should it be cheaper? Now, I would agree that you shouldn't have to tip because they're not actually serving you and there's no like, you know, refills and there's no like, you know what I mean? Typical things like that. But nah, I disagree on yeah. that. Um, for yeah. me, I have to I have to disagree as well, because one, well, I have I have several points. I have four. I'll say four. One. Not a lot of deliveries are coming in, so they're not getting that much food like they were. Like, we actually had a meat shortage not that long ago. So, like, we'll use, for instance, Chili's. Chili's has um, the ribs, and they have steak, and they have grilled chicken. If their shortage is, you know, if there's a shortage on meat, they're not going to order that much meat, or they're not going to be able to get that much meat. So, of course, the prices are going to be a little bit more because that's all they have. Second... I don't think the price is, like I said, the price is going to be lower because when you're going there and you're kind of, like I said, you're still experiencing the whole dining and thinking that. And I mean, they still have to pay their employees. They're risking, I guess we can say they're quote unquote risking their lives for, for their, for their job. And I really don't think that it, it's not fair to the company. It's not fair to them to lower prices just because you're going out to eat. So, um, I had two more, but I think, think two. I think two is fine. Yeah, go. Y'all go ahead. Yeah, I think two is fine. <laughs> what about about paying extra? No, no, no. The question was: Do you agree or disagree with? Um, someone had left a comment saying, "I 
we should be paying cheaper prices for food because we're getting it to go and we're not able to sit in the restaurant. So do you agree with that statement that you should be paying cheaper prices for the food? Well, I, I think it's, uh, I would say that it's uh, during these times going COVID, I mean, businesses are trying to stay open and just trying to stay afloat. So yeah. you have to understand that going in, going in when you're ordering food that you have to have like some kind of empathy. Yeah. Right? That's, that's what I mean. Like you have, yeah. you have to have that, that, you know, you have to feel for other people, you know, and yeah. people are just trying to stay afloat their businesses. And, I mean, that might be know, the only job they have and they have to, you know, they got to pay these people because a lot of people lost their jobs and it's like, Hey, look, I still got my job being a server at Chili. So, you know, they got to pump up yeah. these prices okay. so they can pay me. Right, right. And they're actually doing uh, a service because I know people are tired of cooking their own food, eating the same ham and cheese sandwich every day. So <laughs> it's kind of like a treat to pick up something from a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm so they're actually doing noodles. you a big- <laughs> Yeah, see, I had I had a couple noodles today for lunch because mm-hmm. um, I'm just so sick of everything. You know, I'm just tired of eating. It's all, that's all I've been doing. You know, you can't really do anything. So, but yeah, I think the, I, I disagree with that statement that we should pay cheaper prices. I think all of you guys have really good valid points. Yeah. The thing though, I agree with it. Though. Like, I, I know I want to help people out, but also you got to care for yourself too, especially if you don't have a job and you mm-hmm. just happen to want to support like a small business, yeah. even though you don't really have a lot of money, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, um, I had a couple when when things started slowly opening up. I bought a couple of records from a record uh, local record store. Um, shout out to Heights Vinyl Edge. So, um, yeah, they 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 charged just a little bit more because a lot of records weren't coming in because of course a shortage and they weren't making as much yeah. as many as you know they usually do. So there was only a certain amount. They had to jack up, jack up the price just a little bit. And I was okay with it. I was like, hey, look, I'm helping out my local people. It's okay, you know, because if you buy from Amazon, of course, it's going to be cheaper. But um, at that time, we everybody wanted to support local local shops and stuff like that because they're they're hurting just like everyone else is. And, you know, we got to help yeah. out yeah, one yeah. another. So, but no, yeah, I don't, I don't, whoever said that is probably bougie as hell. I ain't going to pay no high prices for no cheeseburger. Those are the, those are the same people, but this is, this is funny. Those are the same people that order from DoorDash or Uber Eats and will pay a $10 delivery fee for some Wendy's yeah. or Burger King. Yeah, and then they can easily just go pick up themselves. Yeah. And, and the prices are yeah. more expensive on Uber Eats and DoorDash. <laughs> It's insane. I, yes. I had a coworker that uh, didn't have a car and she didn't want to walk literally across the street to go to like the, the, uh, the plaza that had a bunch of restaurants. So she would order Uber Eats. And I was like, oh, like one day, I was, one day I was curious because they gave us an Uber Eats gift card as an incentive. And I was like, oh, how much, how much is, you know, what you were ordering? She told me it was like $18. And I was like, and I thought maybe she ordered like something good, you know? And she was like, oh, I'm getting like, uh, I think she got like maybe chickens and like a chicken sandwich or something like that. And like something else. Oh, no. And I was like, wait, I was like, well, how, you know, maybe it was, she was getting it from like a bougie bistro or whatever. And she's like, oh, I'm just getting it like from Wendy's or something like that. And it was $18. 
And I was like, I know damn well that sandwich don't cost ten dollars. You're paying at least five to eight dollars for delivery. Unless she got like the large combo and then they no. have to do delivery and all that. No, she got something basic. Oh then yeah, she is dumb for that. Menu. Yeah. Hey yo, what the fuck? I was like, girl. <laughs> I would not know. I mean we even we did um we did Uber Eats one time and we had got from uh Tacos or Gogo and I was like almost like what 40 50 dollars or something like that that's because well that was only because it was flooding in houston and and we were like it's worth it like this person's risking their life and their car to come deliver to us you know from tacos a go-go so i was Tripping. like yeah yeah so i was like definitely like pay them 50 bucks or pay them whatever it was 35 or whatever I, I think it was like 35 because was tripping, it was though. really flooding in houston but i mean other than that like we we don't order uber eats or anything like that like i'll walk across the street you know to go get my lunch oh yeah that's actually all I do. The whole quarantine, I told myself I'm gonna limit my um, my ordering to like one meal a week. You know, kind of like a treat myself. Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where I'm doing it like every, <laughs> every day. You're like, hmm, what haven't I yeah. had this week? I'm so stressed. Yeah, out. exactly. Gonna, like, I gotta treat myself. I, every day. Order from, I order from the sushi restaurant all the time and i think they're probably sick of seeing my name pop up <laughs> because i or i think one time i ordered from them like twice in one week and mm. yeah and i get the same thing every time because it's so good so they're probably like okay damn this girl ah samantha like, she ordered the same thing again they need to give you a discount <laughs> next time check on her is she all right they, they, need to, they need to show you some customer appreciation they didn't knock on the door you okay you in there you good i got your food for you ready <laughs> do you have like you have your order like saved as a favorite like is there a button that's like save as favorite and you just like click it and it orders automatically that'd be awesome they probably do oh yeah but the sushi is really good though where um where do y'all go shout out the shout out the place shout out to to the fish on west gray the fish delicious they are so good. On point. On point. Like, so one time I ordered some, and then I really wasn't feeling good that day before I even had anything to eat. And I was like, let me just, let me not eat. So I gave my food to my brother. And then he was like, hey, where is this from? I'm going to go here all the time. And so we got an extra customer from from that, because now he's always like, hey, what's that name of that place again? And he's trying to take he's trying to take people out today he was trying to treat me to sushi Uh-oh. they're like <laughs> oh no they're like oh no another one really? oh man Stop. another Perez. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna go in I'm, i'll just say my name's samantha i have a vip table i put some kids through college <laughs> they're like so that's yeah. all i do is order from them put her on the side put oh, her on yeah. the side <laughs> <laughs> So Wait. I'm sure they're I'm sure they are sick of me though. They're like, can we check on this girl? Can we see if she's okay? I mean, they're probably happy too. They're like, we gained a, a new loyal customer, and they're they're bringing money into our business. So yeah. they're probably yeah. very I very hope, grateful I for hope. that. That's what I'm saying. They need to throw yeah, some customer. I really do hope so. They need some customer appreciation thrown your way. Well, I mean, a lot of um, when you order through a lot of these um, restaurant apps, they have a lot of discounts and stuff like that too. Like I ordered. I don't really, I wasn't, I didn't really go to Dunkin' Donuts because I was like, it's Dunkin'. I don't really like Dunkin', so I went to Starbucks, but um, 
I, I used to work at Starbucks, so I know how it is. So I started trying Dunkin' Donuts, and I had the app. And I was like, man, this place is really good. So, like, they'll see me sometimes, like, three times a week. <laughs> and it's like, oh, but I got hold free. On, hold on, hold on. Stop, stop. Hey, hold on, hold on. Okay, so as far as donuts go, oh, what, is my the, God. what is the rank? What is the, what is the ranking list on the on the donut on Dunkin'? No, on donuts in yeah. general. Okay, and donuts in here in Houston, Texas. Okay, what's, well, what's the ranking system? we'll we'll let y'all go too because y'all the guests. Y'all go ahead. Should we think number one? I don't want it. All right, I'm gonna go. You go ahead. I got this. I'm a donut connoisseur. Let's go. All right, so if you want a consistent donut. I think the I like if you just go at a specific time and think of the Shipley's. You got to go in the morning when they're hot and ready, and you get your glazed donut. Now there's a gourmet donut place called Eat uh, called Glazed off of Old Spanish Trail by uh, NRG Stadium, Ooh. and the go-to donut there is a s'mores donut. Is that a black-owned business? I believe so. I believe it's a black-owned business. Uh, glazed glazed donut, and it's the s'mores never let you down. They I don't know what they put like the torch on it too to make oh. to get the uh, marshmallow. You can get that s'mores taste out from the flame. And I like my and marshmallows then you got, crispy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And, yeah. And then you got and then you have um, Krispy Kreme. So if you have a if you order a glazed donut from Krispy Kreme at any time, a glazed donut from Krispy Kreme is good at any time. So Shipley's you got to get them hot and ready. It's the best. But Krispy Kreme are ready even when they're not hot. So, so that's that's important to note when you're eating so donuts. Does Duncan make it on your list at all? Donut, Duncan doesn't make it on the list at all. Um, what about Voodoo Donuts? Voodoo, is, I believe, is just a photo op again. Photo op. Yeah. I, I believe I believe Voodoo's a photo op. Um, I, I I just think Shipley's and and the other ones I named are just more consistent mm. than than Voodoo and Duncan. Mm-hmm. So, right. well, Samantha, what about so, you? Yeah. Um, well, forever, I will always be a Shipley's fan, so that's going to be my number one. I absolutely love their cream filled donuts. Not the Bavarian cream, but like, I don't know what kind of cream it is. It's kind of like whipped cream, but not amazing. If you if you are just craving something sweet, that is mm-hmm. that I would recommend that. Delicious. Um, mm-hmm. And then everything mm-hmm. else just kind of falls to the wayside for me. If it's, if it's not Shipley's. I don't really care for it, honestly. I don't really like Krispy Kreme. It's never done anything for me. I've had it. <laughs> <laughs> Tripping. 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 That's exactly, that's exactly how I feel. Sorry, Al. Tripping. Yeah. yeah, so, and then, like, Al said, you know, Voodoo is just for the Instagrammer, just for the photo op, yeah, because I think I had that, and it was just too sweet. It, mm-hmm. it just wasn't really... I think the only memorable thing about it was that it was too sweet, and then I know Whoa. that I'm not going to go back. Which one did you get? What did you get? Uh-huh. Or what did you... Um, I can't even I can't even remember. That's how unmemorable like, it was. I feel I like know. it's almost maybe too much, like too many ingredients. Yeah, like yeah, like you lose touch but, of the actual donut itself. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I don't know, it, it's just too sweet, and I think the donuts are too big. Yeah, mm. I have it's, my opinion about that place, big. so well, I'll I'll do that for my list. Um, let Stephanie go first. I mean, second, third. So order. I will agree. All right, Shipley's, Shipley's is number one. I'm a Shipley's girl. Uh, my go-to Woo! order for the longest time was donut holes. I just like the convenience of just eating donut holes. It's less yes. mess They're when you're cool. like 
Yeah, it's it's less snap, mess. Snap, snap. It's not like when you bite into a glazed donut and you just automatically have like a pile of glaze just fall on you. The little glaze. Yeah. Um, so I my yeah. go, my go to order is just either donut holes and chocolate milk, or I'll get like if I'm going somewhere, I always order a shareable box. So I'll either get like the the six or the twelve. Because, I mean, if you yeah. want a donut, you got to get some donuts for other people, too. I'm, I'm a very, you know, shareable person. Anyways, um, Dunkin', I've never tried their donuts, but their iced coffees are to die for. I'm an iced coffee girl, Wait, too. Which place? Dunkin'. Um, and, Dunkin'. Yeah, Dunkin'. Yeah, she's Dunkin'. talking about the iced coffee, but the iced not, coffee. not the donuts. Yeah, I've never tried the yeah, donuts. Yeah, not the donuts. Um, I also like Shipley's Strawberry sure. Field. That's really good. Um, Krispy Kreme. Mm, I'll eat it, but like like you said, it doesn't do nothing for me either. Like it's just like I yeah, it's like eating a donut from Fiesta. If that makes sense. If that makes sense. Um, I've never tried Voodoo, but Fiesta does have some good as tres leches. I will say that. Um, I've never tried Voodoo. I've seen a lot of people try it. I think it's like overplayed. I've never tried it though, so I can't really say if it tastes good or doesn't. But I think it's just too much for. A donut, like I don't want six or seven ingredients piled on top of my donut, and then I won't even taste the donut. Yeah. <laughs> so just yeah. Shipley's. Oh, and I do have a disclaimer. Oh, I do have a disclaimer. I will eat any donut. Like if someone were to come out of nowhere with donuts from a place that you know, like Krispy Kreme, Voodoo, the places I don't really like, I will eat it. I like donuts. But if I had a choice from picking a donut place, those are not on my list. Okay, continue. Sorry, I just had to put that out there. Disclaimer. I think that I think she got her list. Did you get your list? You got yours? Who? Are you done? Are with you your list? I mean, yeah, nothing really comes oh, after definitely. Shipley. So it's just like whatever else. You know? Bro. So okay. Anyways. Oh wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Sorry. <sighs> I gotta I gotta shout out the donut the donut shop across the street from my high school. Those were the donuts. Those, those Do you know the name? Yeah, it's called Donut Do- Donut Wheel. No, okay. it's Donut Wheel. The one, yeah, the one right across the street from Soho. Um, I mean, those were the shit before school and after school. But anyways, okay, go ahead. Shout out to Donut Wheel, Southside. All right, Yuli, let's hear it. Okay, so I'm a, I'm gonna take Alfie's title too. I'm a, I'm a Donut Kanye Hill. So, um, so of course. We're all from we're from Texas, from Houston. You have to get Shipley's. Um, shout out to the Shipley's on Ella and Thirty Fourth. Always staying hot, always fresh, no matter what time you go. So Shipley's Shipley's is always good. Um, was it also the one? If you want a Shipley's that's twenty four hours, also kinda, you have to go to the one that's on Main and Forty Five. Um, they don't serve like kolaches and all that all night all day but they do serve the donuts because they're always doing it fresh so yeah shipley's is number one for me duncan is actually number two for me what? okay so hear me out i've tried i've You're tried their du- number two duncan's number two bro fight fight, fight so fight, bro fight, fight, fight. so hold on, hold on time out. are we talking about donuts or are we talking about coffee here <laughs> hey, yo, what the fuck? no i'm talking <laughs> I'm talking about donuts. I'm serious. Okay, so I've tr- okay, give me your give me your donut order from Duncan. Okay, so I I, I either get the regular glazed or get the the chocolate covered one, and sometimes I get the one with the sprinkles. But the thing is, okay, one they're not fresh like Shipley's. You know, when you get the chocolate uh, glazed, they're not fresh, but they're soft as hell, and they're so good. 
I mean, even if they've been there for like a couple hours, it's still good. I'm not, I'm, I'm saying it because this is my own opinion. I think they're pretty good. Third, man, it's this small little donut shop. Um, it's called Queen Donut. That's over there, off of um, six ten and um, six ten and Ella on the other side, um, going towards I guess somewhere in the Heights. It's pretty good. And um, their donuts are really well too. They have chocolate ones. They have the glaze. Glazes are pretty pretty decent. Um, number four would have to be Snowflake Donut, which it's a little small one. No one really no one Snowflake. There's one. There's one off. Yeah, it's a really small business. Um, the one that I go to is an Asian um, owned business, and I go there like at four or five in the morning when I have to go to work and. Um, yeah, they they hit pretty well, and their donut holes are pretty good too. Um, number five would have to be. Damn you! Number five, number five. I'm just gonna throw it out there, even though I used to have them when they were in Kroger's. Even though, even though, even though, even though I was uh, them donut holes. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> so I'm gonna put Shipley's at number five. Wait, I mean wait, not Shipley's. Wait, I'm wait, sorry. Wait, 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 sorry, wait, 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 my wait. bad. We're gonna rewind that. You wait, or, or, uh, so. Hey, yo, what the fuck? Really? I have a voice. I have a voice thing for that. I couldn't wait for you to press it. I mean, oh, you can't. Okay, so rewind that. We're gonna put Krispy Kreme number five. Okay, wow. where's Shipley's? Oh, Shipley's number six. Shipley's number one, bro. <laughs> they number one all the time. I just missed up because he's pacing the room right now. He's stressed. <laughs> I'm trying to listen. <laughs> <laughs> wait, even though. So wait, I forgot. I forgot Alfie's number. What was Alfie's number one? What? Alfie's was Shipley's. We're oh, all okay, Shipley's. Okay, 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 okay. But he said uh, Krispy Kreme. Uh, Krispy Kreme was like a number two or number three. Yeah. And you're putting it at number five. Number five. Yeah, because I just think the donuts, I don't like crispy donuts. They just, that's not a donut. That's like a toast or something. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So they're, so su- they're supposed to be hard? Yeah, they're crispy cream. Duh. They're supposed to be hard like that? Oh, should be number one. Yeah, should be number one. But yeah, crispy, crispy cream, I guess when you have to get them out of the oven, they're kind of soft. But if you leave them for like five ten minutes, they get like crispy, and I don't like crispy donuts. That's like me neither. That's like a what's it called a, a that that's a toast, bro. That's a piece of toast with some glaze on it. That's a bagel. I got you. So that's my five, and I'm also going to talk about voodoo. I agree with everybody. All it is is yeah, just it, it's just for the it's just for the photo for the it's first just. Ugh. It's just, gram, for, huh? it's just for the gram. It's that's it. It's garbage. I don't want uh, corn flakes. I don't want uh, cocoa crisp. I don't want Fruit fruity pebbles. Fruit I don't want fruit fruits. I don't want no <laughs> fruit fruits. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want golden crisp with that with that high ass bear. I don't want no toucan Sam. I don't want no marshmallows. I don't want no gummy bears on one. I don't want donut. I don't, <laughs> bro. I don't want no. I don't want no. I don't want no EBT on my damn donut. I don't want crispy. I don't want nothing of that on my donut. I like. I'm very simple, but like I'll kind of vary out of my, you know. But like you said, Sam, 
they just look too damn sweet. Can it's we, like I'm already getting diabetes well, just thinking about it. Do y'all know what the price the prices are? They're expensive. Oh, okay. You can spend like four or five dollars on one donut. One donut. Wow. We we were at, actually. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna look that up while you talk. Yeah, we were at. Uh, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Shout out Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, the one on Washington, and we were at the stoplight right there. Yeah, we were at the stoplight right there, and there was a line out the. That's door. when it just opened up. There was a line out the door, like. No, this was not when it just opened up. This was like the last time we went, almost like two times ago. So it was not just open. There was a line out the door to the parking lot. It they act ridiculous. like it's brand new. Like, oh, I got like, Wow. It was crazy. I didn't even know. Like, I thought at the time that they were that worth it. But, I mean, now that everyone else is just like, nah. I don't know. Oh, come on. I see it. Okay, I see it. But, um, uh, Duncan, number two. I don't know about that one. The, the, the Dunkin'. Dunkin', Dunkin', Dunkin'. Dunkin donuts, bro. They got some good ass <laughs> iced coffee. Though. I, I, look, I traveled to I traveled to the Northeast Boston and New York. They love Dunkin' up there. It's all but about Dunkin', bro. I just, I, whenever every time I went to Dunkin', I just got me I got the iced coffee. I got the blueberry flavor or I got the crazy flavor coffee. Yeah, their coffee is pretty it. good. It does hit. Um if y'all do go to Dunkin', donuts, I don't know. I mean they're good. I'm I'm, I'm just Dunkin'. saying. So They've never they've never tasted Shipley though, right? I mean, I would. They don't. I, would, I don't think they have Shipleys in, right. in up up north or anything. Oh, like well, that. that's what I'm saying. Like they've never had better. You can't really fault them for that. No, but correct, I, correct, I completely correct, yeah. agree. Duncan is not number two. Wait, I put them at no. I never had their donuts, so I can't put them at number two. You did, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you put them at number yeah, you did. So the cheapest donut they have at Voodoo is a regular glazed, and it's a dollar. If you want a voodoo dozen, it's like twenty bucks. What? You can get a dozen. You can get two dozen from Shipley. Yeah, exactly. You can get three dozen if you go to the right place. And if you have a coupon. Yeah. Uh, And I'm ready. Yeah, especially vegan dozen is twenty three dollars. Like oof. A vegan donut. A vegan donut. Yeah, voodoo. Hmm. Sorry, guys. If y'all listen to anybody that works at voodoo. Here or anywhere in the country, I'm just sorry. Agree. It's just it's not. I'm sure it's they, not. You know, it's I'm not sure big. They would agree. They have to work there. And put a, they would have we to support you as a worker. <laughs> we just don't like the quality yeah, of the product. They have to the put up with all the, the hype. Product. They're probably over it just as just as much, if not more, than we are. <laughs> like, hi, welcome to Voodoo. What can I get you? Yeah, nah. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's our disc- that's my disclaimer. That I guess. was a good top five. Yeah, it was pretty good talking about, about donuts and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> nobody really talks about donuts in podcasts unless a it's a donut now. podcast. But yeah, um, what else can we talk about? So um, let's talk to let's talk about something a little more serious. Um, so I know you guys have been keeping up with everything that's been in the media and stuff like that. Um, I want to get your take on the whole Vanessa Guillen stuff. I know I've talked about it before. But since you guys live on the south side and, you know, I, I kind of want to get your take. They I mean, where has, you know, Chavez. yeah, y'all went to Chavez, too. So I, I kind of want to get your yes. opinion yes. on it, you know. Well, I know that. Um, so we watched a little a little bit of the news. My parents and I today, actually, we watched a little bit of the news of the memorial service that they were having at our our high school. Um I did, definitely did tear up listening to the sister talk about her. I was trying not to do it so obviously because I'm sitting in the room with my parents. But 
my my dad was really pissed off because he noticed there wasn't any big army person there, no big wigs, nothing. There was veterans, but like nobody from Fort Hood. Not that we not that we could see, but you know, like nobody from Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. And the people are still dying at Fort Hood. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what they're doing. How are, how can we stop this? I don't want her death to be done in vain. You know, like it's just it's horrible. She was what, twenty maybe? I yeah, don't she, I don't remember how old she was. She was not even twenty one yet. See, she was she she was a baby. Like this is BS. And other people have died mysteriously there and nothing is happening. Yeah. Why is Fort Hood still around? Mm-hmm. Why haven't we shut this thing down already? I, I totally agree with you guys. Um, and what about you, Alpha? How do you feel about all this? Well, I, I think to just kind of go off what my sister said, I think, uh, like, I'm a, I'm a big sports fan, and I think that athletes, the professional athletes, should have bowed out of their season, their respective season to shine more light on the Black Lives Matter movement and what's going on and with Vanessa Guillen. I think this was a great opportunity for them to say, we're, we're just going to sit out for the season until – until the justice has come on those mm-hmm. officers and everybody that was involved in, in, in all of that. And uh, instead, they did the opposite. They were excited to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm, personally, I'm, I'm frustrated because of that. Because especially for the Black Lives uh, Matter movement, you got all these superstar athletes of, of you know that are black. And they could have said, hey, I'm not going to play this season because of until such and such is arrested. And instead, they were excited to start their season, and I think they missed a big opportunity on that. Yeah, there's just so much going on right now that you can actually do something about, especially with having that Christian of money event, I'm sure, that they have. They mm-hmm. could sit out a season and protest Fort Hood, protest all the, killing, all the killings that are happening for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, you know, and I don't even know, I don't understand. I love the Astros, Yuli. You know I love the Astros. But why are we even playing... That's another, you know, that's just another yeah. another thing that's going on. But again, I really, I don't understand why Fort Hood hasn't been torn apart. Like I know Vanessa's mom was saying, like she was going to raise hell, mm-hmm. and I don't understand how. Yeah, I don't understand how Fort Hood is still functioning. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not. I'm not saying that the mom's a failure, but mm-hmm. for the higher up, nothing is nothing is happening. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with you guys. Yeah, this young lady lost her life, like, mm-hmm. and other people are losing their life at this place too. Steph, I know that you post a lot of stuff on Facebook. Uh, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I post I post quite a bit on Facebook. Um, I mean, I, I I agree with what you said. I agree with what Alfie said. Um, even if it's just speaking up and raising your voice, if you if you're not going to spend the money for it, the least you can do as a celebrity is speak up. You know, sign a petition, use your spotlight for the the greater good, um, and not necessarily for celebrities either. But I mean, that kind of goes for anybody else that has a voice. You know, use it for the right, use it for the right things instead of you know the negative things and things that really matter, things that will really um, make people think. You may not necessarily change their opinion or view, but you know, if you can make someone actually think, take the time and think about it, and say, hey, like you know. I never thought of it like that, then that's that's a step in the right direction. I agree with, you know, um, 
all of that. And I agree that they should shut Fort Hood down. I got into a couple of um, disagreements with people on my Facebook, people from high school, people that did serve. You know, and I was pretty much saying, like, you know, this girl went missing and nobody really did anything up until like yeah. months later, months later. And I kind of made the point, yeah. I made the point that, you know, if, if, if a pair of night vision goggles goes missing, a whole like search party goes out there and nobody can go to sleep. Nobody can leave until that is found, you know, because it's government property, whatever else. So it's like, you know, why can't we do that when with with a fellow soldier or anything like that? And, I had, you know, there's just a bunch of people that were just, of course, stating their own opinions and stuff like that. And it's like, that's just it's insane. Um, and what's heartbreaking is the fact that not only did she die in the way she died, um, but also the fact that if her family and the rest of the people in this country, in this world that cared about, you know, the 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 movement didn't fight and didn't continue to raise awareness about it like not only would she would have not been found but none of the other persons either would have been found like they found Gregory before they found her and it's like you're right wow like are you kidding me like we weren't even looking for this guy and they just came upon this his body and not even two weeks later they found her and it's only been maybe what a month and a half and pretty much every week this for this past month and a half someone else has been found from fort hood and it's like you know they were saying well why shut down fort hood it's not the you know it's not fort hood's fault this and that and the other and i was like you know when when they catch somebody doing something like sexual assault or sexual harassment they slap them on the hand they move them to a different base and they continue the abuse right so if it's so easy for them to do that for one individual why can't we shut down Fort Hood and move these soldiers and everyone that works there to a different base? Go, so, go Take them yeah. to a different location. I mean, it's so easy for them just to be like, oh, you know, this person, you know, you sexually assaulted this other soldier or whatever, and we're just going to move you. We're going to move you to a different location. Okay, we'll just, you know, in my opinion, just shut down Fort Hood. There's so much dark history there there was a mass shooting there it's just it's so much not only you know the recent people that have just passed and been found but i mean there's history there dark history and it's like uh, you know like what are we doing like you said like what's what's going on yeah you know and and like it's, i think it's kind of crazy because the news said something about the army was going to investigate it and I think that's a conflict of interest. You have the army investigating the army. They're not going to report anything. Yeah, definitely. They're going to be like, oh, everything's fine. We need to get other people in there to investigate. People yeah. that are unbiased. I think that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. And also the fact that um, there was a prostitution ring ran by a sergeant there. Before they even found See? Vanessa, they found out that there was a prostitution ring. They had arrested 25 more or more people. And it's like, I mean, like all of this stuff is going on at Fort Hood and everyone is just like, what? You know, it's like, like, it's just nothing. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. you know, I just, I don't understand. I don't get it. It's frustrating. And it's like, you know, trying to get people huh. to see, you know, your point of view of things. It's like, it's a struggle. I mean, you're, like I said, you're not going to change everybody's mind or anything like that. But if you get through to somebody and just at least have them step back and, and take a, like, you know, think about it, you know, put yourself in their shoes and stuff like that. Like there was people saying, 
I don't know why, you know, her sis- every time her sister has to make a speech, she's yelling. Like, we get the point. You can stop yelling now. Yelling is not going to get anything well, across. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this girl has so much, she has so much pain, like, in her voice. It's not even the fact that she wants to yell. It's the fact that she lost her sister and she has so much pain in her voice every time she speaks about it that, yeah, she's raising her voice. Like, who wouldn't? You know what I mean? It's yeah. ridiculous. People yeah. people just, um, I think it goes back to people just being selfish and it's just, you know, evil. And in my, in my opinion, just to sum it up, it's just like people are just, mm-hmm. they just disregard anything that's positive, anything that's good. And, you know, it's just easier just to think about yourself and not worry about yourself and nobody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you think it could possibly be like a defense mechanism that people are not, or or maybe it's more that they just see tragedy so much that they just can't invest in every single thing? Like, I'm just trying to, I hate to, I hate to give people the benefit of the doubt, but mm-hmm. if I don't, I just kind of sit in anger. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you're just angry at everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you think it's like a defense mechanism where they're kind of, they're kind of not relating to it so that they don't have to deal with the tragedies because there's so much going on. There's so much death and destruction and horrible things that are happening. So I'm going to answer all that. And I'm going to answer the question before the one that I asked y'all. Yeah. Okay. So it really hurt me and affects me, uh, her death and all that, because one, I have a cousin who signed up pretty much the same time she did, 2018, yeah. and he is currently at Fort Hood. Now, I know he can't say anything about what's going on because it's army don't say nothing because, then you know, they know where you live and they know all your family because they'll go after you like that. Right. It's kind of like the mafia. So, no. um, um yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it really hurt me. And I told Steph, it, it hurt me bad. Like I, there's nights I kept thinking about it, like her death and just her, it, I, it bothered me. I couldn't even sleep. And it's somebody who I don't even know, but it's somebody that I helped feed because, you know, I work for HISD and I used to help deliver food to Chavez. So that's a child that I helped feed and it's, even though I don't know her, I have that connection with her. And especially, like I said, that yeah. she, she was a soldier fighting for, for me, you, for the rest of our, for our country because that's what she wanted to do. She made up her mind when she was 10 that she wanted to join the service to make this country better for her and her family and for the rest of us. And it's, it, it's evil. I mean, you both know, we, we both read the Bible, and it says in the Bible that there's nothing good out there. The world is evil. That's all it is. So what they did to this young girl was just horrifically evil. The, you know, they sexually abused her. She was so scared that she was afraid to say anything. And then when she did speak up, she had to tell only a certain amount of people because she knew if word got out, she knew what was going to happen. And ultimately, they, that's what happened. They, they killed her. They, 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 they. This, I, I, like I said, I get a little emotional about it because it, it's just not right. Yeah, man, yeah. You know, and that, like I said, that's our people too. That she's a his, she's a Latin, she's a Latina, and it, it just yeah. it, it's really affecting. And then the way they 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 did her and just 
burned her and just dismembered her. It, it's horrible. And um, to go back with with the whole um, thing you were asking about the sports and all that, what really pissed me off, guys, is that the Astros and the Texans, the NFL, and the NBA, the MLB, they all did the whole Black Lives Matter thing, which I'm going to say, yes, Black Lives Matter. And I'm going to say that I don't necessarily agree with the group, but I do agree with the movement that, yes, Black Lives Matter and that this police brutality against these people needs to stop because it's not right and it's not correct. They're still treating people like they're second, third class citizens, and it's it's not correct. So yeah. it pissed me off that the Astros and the Texans lit up their stadium and did this little little uh, picture and uh, flowers for George Floyd, but yet they did nothing for Vanessa. And that's a girl that's homegrown that was probably a Texans fan and an Astros fan, and yet they never spoke yeah. any word of it. And it pissed me off. And I literally went on Twitter and hashtagged all uh, the Astros, the Texans, Correa, Altuve, Bregman. I'm like, where are you guys at? You all were kneeling and wearing the shirt Black Lives Matter, but I don't see you say anything about Vanessa. And she's a Latina and she's from Houston, a, a city that you play for. One of your own is, was, was you know, it, it, it's not right. And it pissed me off. Like, it really bugged me because, like I said, I love the Astros, too. But doing something like this and not treating the same thing is, is wrong. The, the NFL and the MLB put millions and millions and millions of dollars into the Army and on the service because that's who they that's who their biggest fans are. Like, you guys, you know, when we yeah. go to Astros game, they always have two people from the service there. You know? When the Texans come out of the tunnel, J.J. Watts raising the flag and they're doing the same thing for somebody from the Army or somebody from the, you know, they're, they're, they have those people on the pedestal putting them up. And yet there's a fallen soldier who's from Houston. And yet you guys are yeah. acting like it's nothing wrong. And to answer your question, why nobody is blowing, like, I guess nobody's blowing this up. And this is just me saying this in my opinion. It's the media. The media has taken control of the Black yeah. Lives Matter, and that's all they're posting. They're, they don't care, and I'm going to say this, it's true, they don't care about these people who serve our country that are dying here at home, who are getting murdered. They don't care. They care about what's the big agenda, Black Lives Matter. You see, all they do is they post these protests, they post all these things that they're doing, these riots, these marches, um, LeBron James, all these people um, talking about this and this and this and that. that's all they talk about. But they don't talk about Vanessa Guillen. They don't talk about Gregory um, Gregory Morales. They don't talk about this whole save the children and these these all these things. They don't talk about that because the agenda is Black Lives Matter. Because if they don't talk about it, they're gonna come off racist. And if they come off racist, nobody's gonna want to pay attention to CNN and Fox News and ABC. They're, no one's gonna pay attention to it. So they have to do this. And it's it's on blast. Nobody gives any attention to these people who fight for our country, and it's totally fucked up, and it's totally wrong. Because seriously, what's wrong with with acknowledging it? It's acknowledging that we all had to we all had to acknowledge Black Lives Matter. It was in our face constantly, every day on social media, and yet we barely saw anything about Vanessa. I mean, when we went to the march. 
there was only maybe like what maybe 2,000 people there maybe yeah and when they showed the whole marches and the protest for Gregory Floyd and all these riots there was more than 60,000 people and there were celebrities there was uh, athletes and yet where was the support for Vanessa nowhere no 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 celebrity no local nobody I think I think at this point well I think at a at a certain point the Black Lives Matter movement got kind of twisted and kind of not twisted in like a weird way but like people are started using it as a like well it's not sh- even about the movement people, anymore not, not it's more about the organization people, people kind of started twisting like words and stuff like that and started shaming people for not participating in certain black lives matter things like the blackout uh, was it tuesday or friday blackout tuesday blackout tuesday things like that and it's like well, they I started mean, they started kind of using it as a weapon instead of like a positive change positive kind of movement w- the way it started it somehow got construed into this like well if you're not going to do this or if you're not going to hashtag this or post something about it or speak up about it or do like you know go all out for it then you're against it and you're racist I mean, or something like that I mean check this out this is mind blowing like she said, it was twisted, and it's twisted by the organization. The, whoever, these little plants or these bots that they have, if you look up the Black Lives Matter organization, does not really align with the movement everyone is saying. We all were saying that Black Lives Matter and that there needs to be a change in this whole policing. But I believe, and I strongly believe, that these people who are downing us because we're not being vocal is everything from the organization because the organization needs that um they need that that uh that chatter they need everybody to start speaking up so yeah i got totally um i'm gonna say i got crucified because they were like well you're not saying black lives matter because uh you're you're probably racist and this and that you probably you know and it's like first of all just because you don't just because you support something doesn't mean you always have to say any, you know, you don't have to be vocal. I we okay. I mean, we agree Black Lives Matter. We have a lot of friends and family members who are black and we we appreciate them and we, we, we know how precious their life is. But don't come at me and be like, well, how come you're not saying it? How come you're not saying it? How come, you know, it, it's kind of like the whole thing with, with, with Zach when he was on the show, how he kind of twisted my words in a way. And it was kind of like. Whoa, dude, I never said that they don't matter. It, that's how a lot of people are doing it. And um, it's just, it's not right. I mean, we, like I said, I got also, I got kind of like, someone told me off because I had put Mexican lives matter. Like Spanish, Hispanic lives matter, you know. And yeah. when this whole thing with Vanessa and somebody was like, well, that's not the point we're trying to say. We're trying to say that it's just, you know, black lives matter. But when you kind of look at it, it's kind of kind of contradicting in a way. It's kind of like you're just saying black lives matter. And it's like, no, yes, we all agree and we agree. But also these people lives matter. I mean, they were literally hurting and they killed some police people. That's why a lot of people were saying blue lives matter. And a lot of people are twisting that and making fun of people. But it's like these people are risking their lives because you're protesting and being violent and and all this and that and these people are dying i mean they killed that black officer in st louis uh, mr david dorn who was responding to um 
a friend of his, his shop was getting burglarized and he went out there and they killed him because he was doing his job. And yet, yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody uh, put it out there in the media and the man was black. The man, man, the man's life was taken away because of the stupidity of these people taking advantage of the whole black lives matter protest movement, March, whatever you want to call it. And it's, uh, I, I know it makes me kind of sound, I guess, sound bad in a way, but this is my opinion. It's just, it's not right. It's all twisted. Everything is just total shit out of hell. You know, I, you can't even go on social media without somebody criticizing you. And it's like, you know, it's crazy. No, yeah. I, no, I totally see what you're saying. Um, if you don't say anything, you're a racist. If you say the wrong thing, you're a racist. Uh, so, yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, I did have a question from the audience, though. Do you think that... Um, so my friend Erica was just curious what your opinion was, but do you think that a lot of Mexicans were not vocal because maybe they're not of legal status and they don't want to bring attention to themselves? Um, Do you think that could have been an issue? You mean vocal for the Black Lives Matter or vocal for, for Vanessa? For Vanessa. Uh, no, I, I, I know a lot of people that were illegal here being vocal. It's just that our voice was very small. As you know, and yeah. I know you guys can agree, a lot of we know a lot of Mexican-Americans, Hispanics, we're not very confrontational people. We're not very loud when certain things happen. Like when something bad happens to us, we're like, oh, whatever, it's fine. You know, we, we kind of let it go off our back. So our voice was not very, very large. Other, You know, besides the whole Black Lives Matter, there was a lot of Hispanics that were loud, but their voice was for the wrong reason. And... um no, I, I highly believe that there was a lot of uh, illegals being vocal about it, even though they were risking their lives saying, hey, look, I'm her, you know, justice for Vanessa, you know, and risking their, they're like, oh, crap, they're going to send us back, you know, it, especially it's bad because, yeah. you know, the whole ice thing that was going on. So, you know, they don't want to risk their lives and stuff like that. But no, I, I totally, I really believe that there were a lot of people who were legal, not just his Mexicans, but also Hondurians and um, Puerto Ricans and stuff like that. You know, they're, well, not Puerto Ricans are not legal. I'm sorry. Uh, Hondurians, Salvadorians and all that. They're being vocal because it's not just a Mexican thing. It's a Latino thing because we're, we're not, is it the word suppressed? I mean, we're not suppressed in a way, but there are things that happen to us that we kind of let go to the side. Like I said, we're not confrontational people, but I think this is the time and the thing that kind of pissed everybody off. And it's like, nah, man, this is it. You, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. And then not just like you mess with everybody. But I highly, if you go on a lot of these pages, like um, the Justice for Vanessa and, and, and Find Vanessa Guillen and stuff like that, they're very vocal. And there's a lot of Latinos that I, you know, they're not going to say that they're illegal, but their voices, they're spoken. They're, it's loud. So I, I really believe that a lot of people who were illegal were speaking out and their voice was not silent. Um, I also have another question. Okay. Do you think that the Black Lives Matter movement is more of a 
divisive um, a divisive movement that's really put in place to divide the American people. It's kind of like something that the elite are wanting people to hate each other. Um, I think me and Steph can agree that. So the Black Lives Matter movement, I don't think it was to divide certain people because, like I said, we all agree that, you know, Black Lives Matter. We all agree all lives matter. But the thing is that the organization is the one that's trying to divide people because that's their plan. It's in their agenda to divide and, and separate people. And, of course, you know, people like picking sides. I mean, everything's like with Hillary and Trump or blue and red. Everyone likes to pick a side. And if you don't agree with that side, you're against them. You're not for them. So I really do believe that some of these people were trying to divide everything because, like we just said, I mean, we weren't very vocal about it, but we do agree with it. And people were already against us and telling us, oh, you know, if you're not for us, you're against us in this and this and this and that. So uh, I think Steph has yeah. something to say about that, too. Um, I was going to answer what, what Sam was saying about the um, the reason why maybe a lot of Hispanics weren't speaking up would be possibly because they're illegal. I, maybe, but um, at the same time, I, I want to say that with the whole Vanessa Guillen thing, there wasn't the shame factor. And I hate to go back to that point again, but... You know, there wasn't a lot of people there at the march. There wasn't a lot of, there was a lot of Hispanics speaking up, but there wasn't, I mean, there's a lot of Hispanics in Houston. A lot of Hispanics in majority Houston. majority is. And I'm not even speaking like Mexican. I mean, like you were saying, Honduras, everything else. And I just feel like we can all just agree that, you know, if, if you don't speak up about it, that's not to say that you don't believe in it or you don't believe that or that you believe that it was you know don't believe that it was wrong or whatever but at the same time we're not going to shame you for not speaking up and i and i want to say with the whole black lives matter it was kind of like i'm going to go back to what i was saying like in the beginning in the very very beginning of the movement um i felt like it was very authentic and i felt like it was like you know this is something that it felt like genuine but then I started seeing like a lot of brands and a lot of um, celebrities that weren't on the weren't with the movement when it when it just happened when it was fresh. They kind of just started coming out of the woodwork, and it's just like I kind of just felt like at that point, you know, that's where it turned to. I have to jump on this bandwagon. If I don't, I'm gonna lose customers. I'm gonna lose fans. I'm gonna well, lose, you know. Of course, I mean, you see with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, he he pretty much um, took advantage of that when he kneeled uh, a couple years ago during an NFL game when he was with the 49ers, and he's profiting off of BLM. I mean, Nike is uh, all these companies. I mean, there's T-shirts, there's underwear, there's coffee mugs, there's uh, everything. I mean. Yeah. It's, it, they're profiting off of this. That's why. It was to the point where it's like all of these makeup brands also, like weeks after the movement had just kicked off and after, the you know, after George Floyd was murdered, weeks later, almost months later, like makeup brands started like showing up under the woodwork and like, you know, oh, we support it. And that's, that's, not, that's not to say that they don't support it. But you know why they were that's doing it. That's not to say right. that they're not for black lives or for their black customers. 
what I'm saying is they, in my eyes, took it and made it like a... It's a PR statement. Like a publicity, like a... Yeah, like they're like, you know, well, if you don't say it, then, you know, these customers are not going to be... They're not going to buy our products or, you know, they're not going to, you know, want to support us anymore, which, you know, may be true. But with the whole um, Vanessa Guillen thing, it's like it wasn't really... It didn't turn into that. It, it It's always been solely about her and solely about getting justice for her and passing this bill and for and, Gregory as and well. Get, yeah. And getting justice for everyone else that has been murdered and you know that has gone disappeared and, and been thrown in a ditch. You know, I hate to be vulgar like that, but that's what happened. And yeah, you know, it's, it's sad that people are, it's sad that people are shaming other people, you know, don't, it, it just doesn't make sense in all honest, honesty to me it's like okay like if you're not for it you're not for it but if you're not speaking up doesn't mean you're not for it maybe you're just not that kind of a vocal person you just have, like you have that right just like everybody is not going to be like i'm going to protest not everyone is a protester not everyone has that um energy or has that courage to say, I'm going to protest and I'm going to put myself out there. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Right. There's more, there's people out there that are, that are more passive and that's not to say that they're not for it or that they're against it, but to each their own, but don't shame me or shame anyone for, you know, speaking up and trying to do the right thing or not, or choosing not to, you know, try, choosing to be silent. I mean, it took a lot of us for it took a lot in us to go because we had a lot of people tell us that, oh, you're going to catch the virus and there's going to be all those people there. And, and, you know, but we knew that it was the right thing. And this was something that we were both passionate about because, you know, we know people that served. I mean, your grand your grandparents, you know, your grandpa served and, you know, my cousin and I have family members. And, you know, like I said, she's a Latina and she's from Houston and it. It, we knew that, hey, look, this is something that we know that is right and we have to be vocal about this. And not saying that we weren't, you know, we weren't vocal for this, but we weren't vocal for black lives. I mean, we were. It's just we were not going to put it out there like everyone else is it, because, it kinda, you know. And I'll be honest, it was kind of easier for me to go to the protest for Vanessa because in the back of my mind, I knew it wasn't going to be a large protest. Yes, there was about maybe 1,200 people, but I knew it wasn't going to be at that like 60,000 yeah, like that it was. capacity and you know I did want to go protest for George Floyd and the whole movement of Black Lives Matter but I knew it was going to be like massive you know what I mean and, and during a pandemic and during situations where people's emotions are at the highest and things like that like I just really didn't feel comfortable putting myself out there um, but I, I did you know for Vanessa because I knew it was more of a uh, it was more of a I knew it was it was going to be more of a peaceful peaceful more calm type of protest and that there wasn't going to be a lot of people there and you know sure enough we were right and the whole time like from when the time that we got to Discovery Green and we marched to the city hall like I was praying the whole time I did the rosary and I continued to pray the whole time and I was just like you know this is this is what I really felt in my heart that I needed to do and I did it you know so I, I really wasn't afraid at that point, but I mean, it, it just, all of this sucks. It just, the stuff that's happening and just to think that it's not anything new, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's nothing new. Like this stuff has been happening and it's for just for years. Yeah. 
that's what really is is just so heart heartbreaking. What time is it? It is. Uh, oh, y'all still there? I thought you hung yeah, up. Yeah, we're here. We're okay. Um, yeah, yeah. What Steph said. I mean, um, what she said. I agree with everything. And you know. I'm not going to talk shit. I'm not going to throw shit. I'm, I'm probably going to throw shit at people, but I'm not going to say their names. I feel like, like she said, they use this opportunity to market it and to take it to their advantage and use it. I mean, everybody, everybody I know hopped on the, the, the Black Lives Matter trend, even if they didn't support it or believe in it or didn't even know what it was. They jumped on it. And, you know, all they say is Black Lives Matter. And when someone's like, bro, do you even know what you're talking about? No, but I'm just saying, you know, because everyone else is, and it's like, right. it's very deceiving. Yeah. It's it's mind controlling, and you know, there was a person who I know who went to the riots, which really did piss me off. You can hear one of the episodes that um, we talked about it when it was happening. Um, she had went, she took pictures, and I guess she kind of partaked in it a little bit, and it really kind of, it kind of really really um opened my eyes to see somebody who supported this but didn't go to support somebody who had the same problem on that problem but was had the same thing happen to her i mean she was sexually uh, abused and you know she's also hispanic and she didn't even bother going for that and it's kind of like dude how are you going to go and support this but you're not going to go support something that you should actually partake in because it involves us and involve something that you've been through so i I already knew from the bat that it was going to be like this that it was going to be divided and it was going to be marketed it was going to be trending it was going to be all this because if it's not then they haven't succeeded and they're going to say that oh you never cared because y'all never spoke about it and it's like nah bruh i mean it's everywhere i mean it went all over the globe and people were processing that no damn well they did not know what they were talking about. I also kind of feel yeah. I know this is gonna sound kind of weird, but I'm always like I'm always thinking outside the box or like thinking of like other like things. Um, but I feel like a lot of people, maybe like mostly like white Caucasian people kind of spoke up for black lives matter and kind of went so hard for the movement just be because woke. just because they didn't want to be per- perceived as a karen or as as racist Does that yeah. make sense? like yeah. like i'm not saying like yeah. they i'm not saying that they don't care for everybody and that they don't care for black people but no in, in, yeah. in reality they may be they may be in their, in their day-to-day life weren't going so hard for black people but when this happened I feel like it was almost like, okay, I'm white, and if I don't speak up about this, then I'm automatically going to be labeled racist just because that you know that I'm white. That's, yeah. And it, and, like, and it goes back to the shaming, and, and it sucks that. But but this is, it's it's there's there's other things that go into it that take away from the real truth and the real movement and the real change that needs to come from it. And I I personally think it's wrong, like the rioting and stuff like that 
you know, at one point in time, the riots were getting more television. They were getting televised and they were getting more publicity than the actual movement and the actual peaceful, peaceful protests, the actual meaning behind George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. It took over at a certain point, the rioting. And it's like, that's but, so disrespectful and wrong. Like, But that's what they're, they wanted. To, that's the media. The, that's what they needed you know, to show. Of course, because it's going to get the most views and the most shares and the most it's going to get talked about the most and things like that. But I, I thought that was so wrong. And I, and I pay attention to little things like that because it's important. You know, you can't just say, yeah, you know, Black Lives Matter. Obviously, you know, it, it, obviously. I mean, like I have black friends. I have black family members, obviously. But when things like that happen and it, you, I can't help but just think like, you know, like why? Like why is the media choosing to show like this negative because that's what they're supposed Negative to do. Things. And it's taking away from the real matter at hand, which is Black Lives Matter and we need to get justice and police brutality. You know what I mean? So I kind of thought that was disrespectful and stuff like that. But um, it's just... I mean, she's right. I mean, I do agree. There are a lot of white people that kind of went too hard for this and they know damn well, y'all know who you are, that y'all... Y'all were just like, yeah, (laughs) I'm about to put you on blast, but you know, y'all went too hard for this. What happened? I said, if this offends you, we're talking about you, (laughs) you know, yeah, they, they, they're the cold, so-called woke white people. And I've seen them on Facebook. I've seen them everywhere. I've seen them on videos and, you know, um, Black Lives Matter, and yes, we're we're right, ra- you know, we're racist white people. There's even videos of people putting themselves down. I'm white. I have white privilege. I'm no better. You know, I'm just I'm lower than low. And, bl- and it's like no. I mean, these people are brainwashing. I mean, the whole point is to stop. You know, people are saying stop racism, racism and stuff like that. But the thing is. All these people are being racist towards themselves, and even some of these prominent black um, people who are celebrities are saying shit about white people and calling them like Nick Allen said they they don't have no uh, melon in their skin. They you know they don't have no soul. They're savages. Oprah was saying that white people are are no better because they don't you know it's white privilege. They're putting people down, and it's like that's racist. So ironic. You know, you're supposed to be trying to calm this down and stop this and trying to get people to be more open minded and more accepting and understand, hey, look, being racist is not right because we know that it's a sin to hate one another. And Jesus has told us that we should love one another, you know, our brothers and sisters. And it's how are you? It's so like you said, it's so ironic that like you are for Black Lives Matter, but you're going to be racist to all these white people because white people are, you know, it's your fault. And it's that's not right and that's not true. That, that defeats the whole thing that you're fighting for. You know? It's, 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 yeah. it's ridiculously, like, mind-bending that's like, wow, you're being racist to somebody that's trying to stand up for you. Yeah, or they'll be like, oh, now you want to speak up. Now you want to say something. I mean, her brother probably said that same shit to people, but he, he, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> I'm not going to put him That's on blast. That's a different podcast. Different episode. Well, how, what do you guys feel like? What, what, what do you think about all this? Like, do you believe that, um, that they were going, these people woke 
were they fake or do you think they you were actually believing it oh. or you know what what do y'all think yeah i think you know part of me wants to believe like yes they believed this the whole time and they're not just doing it for an instagram stunt but you know then i'm thinking well, it's probably just an instagram stunt because a lot of social media and you know a lot of uh, a lot of people are con- kind of controlled by their social media. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I have to have, I have to have a good presence. I don't want to lose followers. You know what I mean? They got to put on their Tinder. Oh, if you don't follow black lives just, matter, swipe left or some yeah, shit like they that. They want to be know? accepted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, but I do, you know, I do understand that black lives do matter. Um, and then, you know, when people say all lives matter, it's like, yeah, but we're, we're we are talking about black lives right now. Um, I was thinking, you know, I think that the protest for George Floyd was just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, from what the media shows us, it's like what we see is it seems like a lot of black people are getting killed by the cops, you know, and not a lot of Hispanic women are getting murdered in the army. You know what I I mean? So, But that's just what the media is portraying to us, right? Like, we're not there. We're not witnessing everything firsthand we're just you know we're just seeing what the media is is sharing with us and there's this guy that i follow on instagram he's a black guy he has this t-shirt that says um it has the word media on it and it says something about oh most effective devil in america and honestly i really feel that because I don't know. It's just it's just pretty much stuff happens the way the media wants us to see mm-hmm. how it happens. Yeah. I mean if that makes sense. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I, I totally agree with you. Like you were saying, a lot of people were saying that this uh George Floyd murder, it was the straw that broke the camel's back, which I kind of find bullshit yeah. because with Mike Brown, they kinda said that too. With Trayvon Martin, they said that too. With uh Rodney King back in nineteen in the early nineties, they said that same thing too. And they said that during the segregation, they said that all the time. So somebody, nope, they're not saying this is that. They're they're the media is portraying that, so then it can look right. uh, acceptable. Like, oh, you know, these people are, are 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 fucking up cop cars and messing up businesses and stuff like that. I mean, literally, guys. When I mean Steph and uh, I think it was um, Fidel was on the show. We were watching the videos them protesting in, in downtown and. They were messing up cop cars. They were fighting people. They were hurting people with crowbars and breaking businesses and glass. And it's like, guys, we literally went through something three years ago. These people are trying to get back to what was normal. There's, not only that, there's there's people in other states that had, that died for protecting their business. And, you know, and what and also what they didn't show is there's a lot of black owned businesses that had their black owners out there with their guns ready for looters. You know, we can't forget there's black owned businesses out there and rioters. They're not for the movement. They don't care if you're black. They don't care if you're green. They don't care if you're white. They don't care if you're Mexican. Yeah. That's they're looking for. An excuse yeah. To their, their cause is just to and blame it on, on others. Yeah. Too. So, I mean, there's people that lost their lives protecting their businesses. There's people that lost their lives protecting yeah. other businesses um you know there's there's a bunch of videos going that were going around like these uh these rioters were like getting in some old lady's face and she's old with a walker trying to cross the street and they literally stood in front of her just talking shit to her i'm sure just because that she was white 
you know, and that she yeah. was, that she was old, and they probably thought she had that old uh, frame of mind. And it's like, really, like, what is this doing for the cause? You, you're, you're it's just giving them an opportunity to show who they really are and think that, oh, well, you're white and I'm black. Well, I can be the way I I want to be now because you guys did this to us. You know, and it's not right. You can't point the finger at somebody and then think that you're blameless yourself. It's like, come on, seriously, don't you can't put everybody in a group and say that all you white people are racist because that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Just like they can't throw all pol- they can't throw all police officers in one bucket. They can't say all white people are racist. I mean, you have you guys have uh, family members who are police officers, and you know that they're not like that. Yeah. And there's and this and also I saw um, on Facebook, I came across this post on Facebook. Some girl had um, a backstory to the post. She her her father was a police officer, I believe, in California somewhere, and he was murdered. The backstory is that um, these these black guys, I don't know if it was a black two black guys or a, a guy and a girl, they called they called in a domestic violence, I believe, um, emergency call just to ambush the police officers that came you know for the emergency and it's like are you serious like just because they were police officers they called in a false call for domestic violence and they ambushed the police officers and killed and killed one of them and the girl made a post on twitter about it and she's like you know, all she said was like, you know, I lost my father. You know, this is what happened. And she hashtag like blue, blue lives matter. You know, of course, that's her dad. And he was a police officer. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, blue lives also do matter. And like Twitter went ham on her and was so disrespectful. Like they were like, he deserved it. You know, like, good, I'm glad they killed that fucking pig. Like, they were being so, 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 so disrespectful. And, like, they just, like, went ham on her. And it was, like, reply after reply after reply after reply. And they're, like, you know, F him. And, I mean, it was just, like, what? Like, wow. That's how Twitter is. Twitter is literally the lowest of the lowest of the lowest of the lowest. And I think, really, Twitter should just get rid of, they should just get rid of Twitter because there's so much crap and so much horrible racist just pre- just everything on that yeah. site and it's pretty you know. much like anything goes and i think that's really what social media has gotten to and you know like you were saying earlier like a lot of people really really rely on their social media presence and appearance and um i think that's that's a that's one issue on its own but when you go as far as you know having to be a certain person and portray yourself as somebody that you're really not that's like you know that's extreme and you know i don't have a twitter never had a twitter i had somebody make me a twitter um i don't even know the password to to that so i don't use it but i i never was interested in twitter to be honest with you i don't have a snapchat and i'm already thinking about deleting my facebook because it's it's getting to the point where everything is just so tainted and it's so underlining evil like some things are just like i need this out of my life you know what i mean it's just crazy. And I've already done that with TV. Like, I don't watch the news. I don't watch. I try not. Like, if I'm going to watch the news, it's going to be for the weather or, and for traffic and for the construction we got going on. Because, you know, that's what matters. I don't need to hear, 
you know, every 10 minutes, you know, I'm not saying it's not important, but for my own mental health, like I don't need to hear every 10 minutes, you know, the new updated COVID death numbers or the case numbers or, you know, what, what's going on in this world, you know, somebody killed somebody else or, you know, just things like that, you know, the agenda kind of things I, I'm choosing not to view and yeah. partake in just because it's not that it's pointless. It's just, it's not any good for you. You know what I mean? Like I'm already quarantining myself. I'm taking care of myself. That's really all we can do right now at this point in time. So I really don't need to know, you know, I'm not going to freak myself out. I need to know how many people have died from COVID or, and then the numbers are getting bigger and bigger. They went from like Houston to like, to reporting Houston numbers. And now they've gone to like nationwide. So the number is getting bigger. So it seems more scarier. You get what I'm saying? So it's kind of like. So the media is doing it. It's trying to scare everybody and, you know, trying to, hey, this is our agenda. We got to scare people and we got to make sure all this is, point. It, it, it's ridiculous. All that we can really do is pray and just ask, ask God to, to keep us safe from all this crap that's going on and to protect our mind and to give us wisdom and to give us um, patience too, because I mean, it, it, all this, you know, some of us are firecrackers. Somebody tells us one thing and we want to tell them off and we, we, we need to have, that, really? we, you, know, we, you know, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> like I said, we, we, we just have to pray and we know that, that, that whatever happens, God is in control of it. And, he knows what he's doing. He he has the plan, and we just have to pray and we have to trust in him. That's it. That's, that's all we can really do, you know. So, but aside from that, I I think we did a pretty good conversation with this. It was really good. Um, I do want to ask you guys about. I guess we can it, we can touch on this a little bit. Um, how do you guys feel about the Save the Children uh, movement that's going on too? About that. Uh, about the about the the human trafficking. Yeah. Is that, is that, uh, I don't. I mean, I really. Alf's not really on social media. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well. Um. So, so a lot. Oh, I have my opinion. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. No, no, no. Um. Just, just real quick before we touch the subject, we're gonna have to take off in a couple of minutes. Okay. But also, yeah, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Um, but, yeah, I think Seth and I actually have been going back and forth with our findings on Instagram. If we find something crazy, we send it to each other. So I appreciate that stuff. I like I like getting that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. Um, I totally, totally believe that the um, that Hollywood is all in it. Um, they're all pedophiles, pretty much. That's what I believe. They're creeps. Uh, I think we need to be kind of investigating the people that were on Epstein's flight log. I don't understand why we're not doing that. And I don't understand why celebrities are silent in this matter because it's a billion-dollar industry. Well, I mean, same thing with with, uh, everything we talked about. It's like they don't want to open their mouth for certain things because they know that Either they can get caught red-handed in a lie, or they know that they're involved in it. Yeah. So I think it's kind of like for the for the celebrities that are not involved in 
you know, the whole human trafficking, sexual abuse to children and stuff like that. I think it's it's just a matter of if they do speak up about it, like they're not going to have a job like a lot of these studios in Hollywood, not not necessarily like other actors or anything like that, but the actual studio and the places that yeah. actually produce these movies and things like that. They the executive. Yeah, they are the, the ones doing this and they're in charge of everything. So it's like, hey, if you say something bad about me, you're it like that's it you're not going to be in a movie ever again. Like, I'm going to make sure nobody ever hires you. You know what I mean? So I think they're, yeah, I yeah, think for- they're, they're scared. Um, I think, you know, the ones that are part of it also are scared. Um, you know, I think also, you know, people are using this COVID as an opportunity to say, I'm going to lay low. Like, you know, because what makes sense to me is like, if if nobody's out in the movie theaters... If the movies, the theaters are closed, um, you know, nobody can be around anybody. Everybody has to social distance like nationwide, worldwide, pretty much. Then no one's going to be expecting me to come out with another blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to be expecting me to come out with another episode. You know, know they are. (laughs) But I'm saying like not anytime soon. Like you pretty much have you pretty much have had seven to eight months of free time to like get your passport to Greece and move to Greece. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it, that's what it is. It's like, you're, they're using this time to like get their crap together and say, what's our next move? You know, like I'm about to be canceled. What am I going to do? You know? And it's just, I have a, I have a lot of very different and strong opinions on this, and I'm not really going to go that deep into it. Yeah, because, we're just going to touch on it a little yeah. bit. I mean, but, probably sooner or later you know, we will talk about this. Obviously, sex trafficking is real. Um, it's one of those other things that sadly has been going on for decades and decades and decades, and there's just so many children uh, like unaccounted for, it, it's yeah it's so sad it's like yeah and the kids and eyes and stuff like that like first of all like i'm not going to get political here but like why i don't even want to say this because i know people are going to disagree with this or say something about it or think a certain way but like i don't understand why obama would let all of these people into the united states knowing that we had no refuge for them like he did like right before his presidency was over. He he allowed all these people from Honduras and whoever into the United States, and it's true. I mean, if you and really want to know why, nothing, I can show you videos. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like we are supposed to welcome illegals and 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 turn them into like actual immigrants the right way. I believe that. Okay, and I believe that there's illegals here, and I don't have a problem with that. But it's like, why would you let all of these thousands and thousands of families in here? Some of them that already didn't have their parents. Their parents said, look, go. You know, people from Mexico do that. They send their kids by themselves to cross the border, you know, by themselves. So their kids can have a better life. Like, I'm going to stay here in Mexico. You go and you live your good life in America. You know, and all of these kids and families came over here. And it's like, we didn't have anywhere for them to go and it's like now that all of this is happening, it's like they they do have a place. It's not the right place. And I don't think it's appropriate by all means. But it's like, oh, my God, like I've, like 
it's like, what are we supposed to do? Like, they can't even, we can't even count, we can't even account for the kids in the United States that have not been adopted, that are in foster homes and foster care, that were born here. We can't even account for those kids. You know what I mean? And that's so sad to say. Yeah. But it's like, it's... It's just insane, and I, it's it's horrible, and it's evil, and it sickens me. I don't have kids, and you shouldn't have to have kids to feel sickened by right, it. Right, because they're just they're but, just human beings, and they're the most innocent too. Yeah. That's what drives me insane. And I've also, obviously, I've also, go ahead. I was gonna say, obviously, nobody deserves anything like that, but it's like obvious, like. They're the most innocent, so yeah. And I've been, why, I've you been know, reading, why is this happening? To I've them? been reading that they're trying to that some people, some organizations are trying to normalize pedophilia, and they're trying to make it a sexual orientation. And it's like, yeah, that's that's not right, like at all. Like I'm for the LBGTQ plus. I, I'm for it, and I understand what it's for, and it's all about you know uplifting people and their own sexual orientation and who they want to be, but. If you're yeah. a pedophile, you know, we can't do anything about that, whether it's a mental disorder, whether you want to say it's a sexual orientation, these kids cannot give consent, period. Right. If you're, and that's what, if you're, uh, that's what they don't understand. Yeah, they can't give consent. Just because you see them as a sexual object, they can't give consent. Well, they can't give consent, but uh, their parents can. And I mean, if you look at all these other countries, they pretty much, they hand their yeah, 10, 11, 12 year old do. daughter to some older and 40 year old guy and be like, go ahead, fuck her. They do. And that's sad that there's people on drugs, you know, pimping their children out. I've, I've, I've heard all types of human trafficking stories, not just the ones that are illegal or, you know, that, you know, are in Hollywood. But there's, there's tons of stories where families sell their children. There's tons of, fam- there's tons of stories where, you know, moms or dads they're addicted to drugs or alcohol and they they prostitute their children for money you know there's tons of stories where they where families you know make their children participate in child pornography they sell their pictures they sell their videos things like that and that's i mean it, it comes from anywhere and everywhere just like you know an abuser nine nine out of ten times the abuser is somebody you know and a family member you know and so i watched I watched. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off there. No, go ahead. But um, I started. I started watching the show Criminal Minds. Um, it's like this old show. It's on Netflix, but mm-hmm. it's really entertaining. Anyway, this one episode, this kid gets abducted, and one of the um, one of the characters, his name's Gideon, played by Mandy Patinkin. He said, "You know, one of the most one of the biggest disservices we've done is tell kids." about stranger danger because it's like a 1% chance that someone who's going to come after you is a stranger. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we're hyping this, this idea of stranger danger when, you know, it's really the uncles, the aunts, Mm -hmm. the cousins, you know what I mean? That we have to watch the people we know, you know, and I, that just hearing that I, I, it was like, you know, mind blown. Yeah, honestly, because and I was like, "Oh snap!" It's so crazy. That's for real. Because, this is a TV show. Yeah, because everybody has an uncle, everybody has an aunt, everybody has older and younger cousins, you know. And it's like, and I honestly think, to a certain point, I mean, I can't speak from experience, but just, just thinking about it right now, off the top of my head, I honestly think, 
it's it's probably even more of a traumatic event knowing that my own uncle did this to me or my own father did this to me like rather than right just, rather someone than that just you a, trust yeah rather than just a stranger off the street you know like at least you can say you know it, it was a stranger i didn't know who they were but like to put it into my own family did this to me like that takes it to another level and you know and there's people there's and it's just sad to say that people are going through it right now where their own family their own father their own mother you know things like that that it, it's happening it could be someone older yeah. than you it could be someone younger than you you know because you don't know what happened to your cousin just like you know not to yeah. let's bring r kelly into it but that happened to r kelly his younger cousin girl cousin raped him she was like a year younger than him and she raped him like at age six and she was seven and it's oh, wow. yeah, and it's sad because you know trusted. <laughs> kids kids don't know what sex is at that age unless they've been exposed to it. So that's sad to say that maybe that happened to her, and they probably convinced her and brainwashed her to say, you know, this is what people do when they love you. You know, this is how people treat yeah. people when yeah. they love you. Like if you love your cousin or if you love your uncle, like this is how you show your love to them. So they think it, it just becomes normalized. So I think if, you know, yeah. this whole making pedophilia part of the the LGBT plus or I, I, those acronyms get to me. There's so many letters. But if it gets put into a part yeah. of that, like <laughs> that's just like so wrong. I mean, because it's like it's that might be your sexual preference, you know, underage kids. But it's not a sexual orientation like th these kids can't give consent. And even if their parents give consent, right. it's still wrong. Because they're children. And, and I really hope that the LGBTQ, ABCDEFG, I, I know there's so many, so many letters to it. I hope that they fight that as hard as people fought for George George Floyd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, it's going to give, it's I mean, honestly, yeah. if people are not accepting them now, and if they don't fight back and say, look, this is wrong, you're not a part of our community, people are really not going to accept them or respect them after that. I mean, and it's sad yeah. that it has yeah. to be that way. But I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's, you have to, like, there's no, I haven't, I haven't heard, and thank God, because I don't even know what I would say. I haven't heard one person speak up in the opposite direction of this human trafficking issue. Like, I haven't heard one person say, like, oh, luckily, who cares? Or, you know, it's just, they're just some immigrant children. Like, who, you know, who cares? It's not, even, it's not even immigrant children. It's children but, here. Yeah, and, but what know. I'm saying is I haven't heard anyone stoop that low to say stuff like that. Well, and You don't know. And yeah. I'm not saying that they're not out there, you know, because there's people, it, yeah, evil, I evil like, exists. Uh... <laughs> and evil exists, and I'm not going to put it past evil you know it's it's real exactly exactly so i know there's people out there that think that but i i luckily haven't yeah. came across someone that has said anything like that and you know i have nieces and it, it does affect me like i have a, a, a 12 year old going going to be 12 year old niece and it's like that's at that prime age where they're starting to expand their mind they're starting to i mean puberty is right around the corner and it's like there's so much more gullible at that age because they're they're wanting to reach out further into the world, you know? They're wanting to just be curious yeah. and things like that. And it's like it's so scary just to think that, you know, what these kids go through online now since the internet has been 
such a big boom is is so scary like you can't even control it and it's nine out of ten times it's not a physical abuse it's over the internet you know it's a cyber abuse it's people you know hitting up a 12 year old 11 year old 13 year old 16 year old girl boy in in one second flat saying oh you're cute can you send me a picture yeah you know, at the press of a button and so it's not really so much you have to be worried about the people in the outside world but it's like cyber is like so insane i saw this uh this documentary where this lady went undercover as a teenager girl and she like made an instagram and i kid you not she posted a pic- oh, oh i she saw posted that. a picture yeah she posted a picture and in less than one minute 60 seconds y'all okay she had at least three guys in her DMs. And that already is, being pervert. Yes. And that is insane. I mean, I got yeah. I got chills even saying that because it's it's so insane. Like what the internet has done, what social media has done. It's like people can use it for good, people can use it for evil, but right now I think evil is Evil's winning. Evil, yeah. I don't want to so say like that. Winning, I don't want to say that. Like I don't want to give it that. I know, but I mean that damn, power. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's insane and well, it's yeah. so sad. Let me ask this question because I know it sounds like you you're probably ready to jet off. Um, if the LGBTQIA plus yeah. <laughs> does accept pedophilia uh, and they ex- you know and they acknowledge it, do you think they would lose a bunch of their supporters? Uh, do I think they would lose a bunch of support? Yeah, do because I mean, yeah, a lot of people. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like you know, everyone. Oh, I accept. You know, they're LGBTQ friendly, or you know, this and that. But if they do accept and acknowledge pedophilia and put it in their, I guess, uh, acronym or whatever, do you think they would lose a lot of supporters? I I hope to God they do. Honestly, I mean, because yeah, if I were a part of that, I would not want to be associated with that. That. Yeah, Disgusting. I don't. I don't know anybody. You know I, mean? I personally don't know anybody in, in that community that's for it. In fact, the article that I was reading was written by a transgender person that had already transitioned, and they were like, "Look, this is not acceptable. Pedophilia is not going to be a part of our community, and everybody needs to speak up about this." So, from what I've been seeing, okay, good. Yeah. So, from what I've been seeing, I don't think that they're going to be. But like I said, you never know because, I mean, with it. it only takes one person to agree with it. And they're like, you know, we can't really discriminate against them. But there is there is people trying to normalize right. it. Right. They people. were born this way. Uh. Yeah. It, it Like I said before, it's a, it's, a, it's a sin. It's a sin is a disease. We are all we all have sin. And these people have this sin that it they're, they're attracted to these these young children and they need psychological help. They need to go to a church and they need to talk to somebody and they need help because it, it, it is a disease and it's a sin that, you know, controlling these people's lives. I mean, not all these people are bad people, but like I said, the sin takes over them and it, it ruins their life and it runs their life and they have no control over it and they need somebody to come and save them. And I feel like that's why a lot of people don't speak up because it's like, you know, I don't, I, I, this is who I am, you know, this is normal. And, you know, like they said, they're trying to normalize it, but they, these people need help. And I don't kind of, I see a lot of people saying, well, if I ever see a pedophile, I'm just going to shoot him point, point blank in the head and stuff like that. I don't really agree with because one, 
you're pretty much attempting that's murder you know regardless murder, of a, yeah. yeah regardless if it's a pedophile or not it's murder you can go to jail for that they're not going to give you a parade yeah so you know i one that think that's wrong and two they're, they're people they just they have this disease and they need just like when you're a meth head just like when you're on crack just like everything these people need help and and who are we to say that they should all fucking die you know it, that's not right it they these people need help they're crying out for help and they're doing these things because it's like, look, I need somebody to acknowledge me because I need help. And we need, we need to pray for these people and yeah. we need to understand and that, it, you know, point, they need help. At some point I would say for the offending pedophiles, I would say it becomes a part of like an addiction, like, you know, just like serial killers, you know, it's, it's, they enjoy it. It's, it's like a thrill, you know, maybe it's like a, a power control thing you know what i mean like they just it turns into yeah like kids but once i start offending kids and abusing them like i become an offender i think at that point it turns into an addiction like i want to keep doing this i want to keep doing it just like with any other serial killer you know they have these like evil thoughts of killing people you know and then once they yeah, do it kind of power dynamic yeah and once they do it it just becomes like an addiction and it, it overtakes their life just like with anybody else that's addicted that. to anything else and it's it, they do need, hey, Becca. they do need help and i don't believe that people should be hurting anybody else Max jumped on the thing you, that's, ooh, and you jumped on the glass that's not going to prove any point but, it's not going to it's not going to make you any better and you know eliminating them is not going to stop the fact that pedophilia is a real thing and people need help you know if you just automatically erase them yeah like i said i i, I don't agree with people saying that and i kind of want to speak up and say hey that's not right i understand i <laughs> totally a thousand percent pedophilia is wrong these people need to go to jail. These people need to get some psychological help. They need to go to a church. But shooting them point blank or throwing them in a wood chipper or cutting their balls off and hanging them from a two-story, three-story building and doing all these horrific things to these people is not going to make you any better. And it's not going to stop these people. You can kill one of them and there's 20 of them out there, you know. And yeah, it, 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 it's just... It's not right. It's the wrong mentality. We're supposed to be saving these children, but there's these people who out here throwing this idea and everyone's agreeing with it. And it's like, well, if you don't agree with this, then you don't you don't want to save the children. Exactly like we were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and with and all that. Yeah. If you don't agree with it, then you're not for it. You know, you're against it. So but um, I know you have to jet off, Sam. I really th appreciate you being on the show again. And Alfie. And Alfie, uh, oh, or is Alfie, yeah. Alfie's going to stay or is like, he going to left? He's already, no, 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 he's, he's already sneaking away too, but he'll, he'll say, he'll say his goodbyes. Let me get him over here. Okay. I kind of like took the phone over myself. Hold on. Yo, what's going on? Uh, I know y'all got to jet off. So I, I wanted to thank y'all for, for being on the show. Oh yeah, man. I appreciate. I mean, I appreciate you asking me to be on. We had a good time tonight. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We the next time we need to do this again, and then you guys just like hang around for longer because I really enjoyed. Well, actually, it. we no, need definitely. to do this in person. I mean, <laughs> put us on. 
put us on the list. Alf Loki was already ready to go. He was dressed. He came over to my apartment. He's like, hey, can you drive? And I was like, oh, Yuli does it over the phone because of the virus. And he, he has cologne on. Y'all don't even know. I mean, the only reason I did it over the phone is because I know, Sam, you are kind of cautious of kind of going places. And I know, you, you know, I want to put you and my guests first. So... You yeah. know, um, but he was just being respectful. Of being, yeah, I'm just space. being respectful. Of, you know, I I was kind of thinking like maybe well, you should just go over there, but I was like, nah. And she probably is like, nah. Let's do it on the phone because, like I said, I'm gonna respect y'all and make no, sure. No, no, we should we should have done it in person. I'm working now, so I'm around. You know, I've been around people who've had COVID already. People at my office have gotten it wow. and quarantined for their 14 days and stuff. So it's been around me, kind of. So I'm not as scared. I don't really. I still don't really want to go to the bars or anything, but yeah, you know, I yeah, got yeah, yeah. money, so I'm well, okay kinda, with being around people. That kind of makes me sad now, because <laughs> I'm like, we should well, do it in person. Well, like I said, we, you know, I, I was know just... we should have communicated. I almost, I almost messaged Julie too to see if we could go in person, but I was like, no, 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 we should be safe, and I didn't say anything because I know Alf was, like I said, Alf has his cologne on. He's looking. <laughs> he's got his little dapper pants on. His hair is done. He's ready to go. He's like, can you drive? And I'm like, oh, no, we're not going anywhere. Well, if it makes you feel so, any better, I actually did my makeup, even though I knew you guys weren't coming. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to see you guys. I just still wanted to look presentable. So you gotta, kudos. You got to feel it. You got to you feel like you look good, the confidence. Yeah. We can hear the confidence in your voice. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm looking like That's I'm wearing funny. pajamas, Whoa. but whatever. <laughs> But I'm so down to do this again. I know Alf's down to do it again. Yuli, I want to talk to you about podcast stuff. I definitely want you on my podcast. That would be great. Yeah. Um, I Like I said, I just came up with a name today. And I'm really excited because it just hit me in the face when I was at work. So I'm pretty excited. I love to when that happens. Because you're just like you that, that light bulb moment. And you're like, this is it. Yes. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Well, I'm super excited to know you, Yuli. You can help me out, so I'm excited about that too. Um, yeah, just let me know when when you we can meet up. I mean, like I said, me and you and Steph, we can hang out and we can talk about stuff. I'll write it down and we'll we'll go through stuff like that. Because I said, like I said, um, we'll take September to come up with all the ideas and stuff like that. And then when October hits, we can set a date to record and then we can start your first episode. So awesome. That sounds really good. Why don't you message me some stuff that I need? Uh, currently, I just have Audacity on my computer and a microphone. So I'm doing like audio journals on my own. Mm-hmm. But like, I need help with equipment. Like, let me know what I need to buy and I'll be ready. Uh, like I said, we'll talk about it more. I'll, I'll give you more in detail. Um, but okay. Um, yeah, guys, I really appreciate you guys being on the show. Uh, it's a little shorter than usual, but I mean, we hit some great points, and I really, I like I said, I can't thank you enough, both of you guys, for being on the show. Um, and Steph, again, you know, it, it, it's good having family and friends on the show. So um, yeah, I'll let yeah. I let you guys go. Take so, care. Take be care. Safe. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you. No problem. I'll see y'all later. Bye. Bye. And that's our show. So, yeah, check it out. Tell everybody about it. Time to wrap it up. Um, Like I said, this has been Inside the North Side. I appreciate you guys. Love you so much. Um, God bless you and...
Peace, and we'll talk to you later. See ya.